1: And then we stop to talk, never find something I And I ask you, friends, what's a fella to do? Cause her hair is black and her eyes are blue
6: And then you're riding, I'll be taking a word round this whole town prom with a go-away girl Like to a flat downtown on a fine soft day
1: And I ask you friends What's the fella to do Cause her hair is black and her eyes are blue And I took her head And I gave her a twirl And I lost my heart to a go away girl All alone
7: with a broken heart and a ticket home
8: And I ask you now,
7: tell me what would you do?
8: If her hair
6: was black and her eyes were doom. as the travel around, I've been all over this world. Boys, I ain't never seen nothing like a go away girl.
4: To another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast, I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved, better half, V-Lynn. Hello, Patriots. Yeah, we got kicked off a little early there by accident. Yeah. So Velyn's got to
9: cussing at me.
4: Velyn's got to work behind me, mm-hmm. so we're going to uh, fix our clips in just one second. Give us one second.
9: Just saying, if I had started the show five minutes early, you'd have been cussing at me. But you started the show five minutes early, and you were still cussing at me. Well, dick, bitch. Uh huh. Don't give me the stink eye. I get to smell it over here. Yeah, you're being an asshole. I absolutely will give you the stink eye. We should apologize. For what? For saying "fuck you" to me about thirty seconds ago before the show started. No, you kind of deserved it. No, I sure didn't. No, you really. can't. No, I brought did. it to your attention, and you said "fuck you." After yep. I brought it to your attention.
4: Fortification under consent of a king.
9: Mm-hmm. Not tonight. Oh,
4: oh, chippy chippy. Are we?
9: Uh-huh. Damn it.
4: All right. Why did you open? Oh, because
9: okay. I don't know what if... I got you. I mean, for real. All right. We'll talk. You said you were going to talk, Well, I worked.
4: Well, I was going to, but I thought you were going to work behind me, not in front of me.
9: Go Thank ahead you. then.
4: Thank you. Jeez. Oh my Lord. Anyway. So today, so yesterday, you know, nothing really happened yesterday. It was very quiet. I was trying to figure out why. So why was it so quiet yesterday? Why did nothing really change? And something I caught on to that I don't know if y'all did, and I don't know how much of it y'all caught because we're only like one, you know, you only have one mind. You can only concentrate on one thing. They had three hearings going on the same time on Capitol Hill yesterday. I don't know if you all were aware of that. And we've got clips from all of them, and we're going to um, put all of them in order of sorts. But I want you to think about all three of these things that happened yesterday. First one, COVID lab leak, as they started to um, turn up the heat so it were. One of the big ones is... Uh, Robert Redfield. And if you all remember our first whiteboard episode with the COVID lab leak shit, or, well, not the lab leak, but when we got all the documents from fucking Fauci's emails. If you remember, there was about, I don't know, what would you say, babe? About two or three, at least two or three hundred emails that Redfield and Fauci were both on at the same time. Yep, absolutely. There were tons of them. Yep. And... Redfield yesterday kind of let the cat out of the bag of some of the the behind-the-scenes shit as to what was going on in the CDC, the NIH, and everything else um, when COVID first started. So that was kind of the opener yesterday. And then right behind that going on in the justice chambers on the Senate side, there was the Congressional Judicial Committee meeting that was talking about Joe Biden and his papers.
9: The nine boxes, the nine more boxes they found in Boston that yeah. apparently they were trying to hide, uh, yeah which they haven't gone through yet to see if there's classified documents in there. But yeah. why were they trying to hide? They literally removed them from the Penn Library before the, the, the search. The search. After they were informed about the search. Yes. So it's a little sketchy. There's there,
4: questions right? there, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. A little sketchy. So they, they can't seem to keep a lid on things, I guess you could say. Or they can't seem to keep things straight in the Biden administration. I wonder
9: who leaked that one. Because how'd the National Archive find out about that? The third one.
4: Oh, that's a great one. That's another great question. Mm-hmm. The third one that was going
9: on yesterday was what? Mm. None other than what? The weaponization of the Department of Justice. Correct. Specifically, the Twitter files.
4: And specifically, um, Chris
9: Ray, Matt Taibbi and And Sean Berger and... All
4: sorts of people. Mm -hmm. And this was all going on at the same time. So if I had a suggestion to make to this new Congress, my first suggestion would be like, look, if you're going to drop some shit like this, do it right. You know, split, split up your time because these three things are fucking huge and they're all about what, what are the, what do all three of these things have in common? a by Joe Biden and Joe Biden has been providing information to the Chinese, which we know because he'd been bought and paid for. And it's now about to make official record because this is all going to come out. Because guess what they guess what was like one of the big boxes that they found of the documents that in mm-hmm. Boston that was really crazy. What's that? They were marked China. C-H-Y-N-A. Oh yeah? Yeah. That's funny because um
9: we were just hearing today what we were talking about, I believe on Liana show she was playing a clip of what we've been talking about for years. How many times have I said that? They did the virus research in Wuhan, China, and they did the vaccine development in China, Ukraine. Yeah, well, they found after it, they outsourced it from uh, apparently North Carolina since what, Fort Detrick. Whatever happened, whatever happened
4: in the Joe Biden. Escapade there with the documents. Somebody saw the front of these boxes and um, said, That says C H Y N A. That's Ukrainian. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Oh. And I would have to say, Okay, at that point, come on, Ukraine. Joe, what do you, this, this isn't good. This isn't good. Hmm. And, uh, yeah.
9: So even Elon Musk tweeted out today that, um, we need new conspiracies because we're, we're running out of the old ones. We need new conspiracy theories because we're running out of the old ones. They've all come true. Like we need to fill the bucket back up.
4: I I don't know how you top some of these. That was a big one.
9: Seriously. This
4: is just, no, I don't know how you, you, what, what possible conspiracy could be left after we burn all of this down? Because they're all intertangled; they're all together. I really wanted to name tonight the tangled web they wove because it is really crazy
9: how all of this is interconnected. You you want to know that the the one that's bigger? Here we go. You know my my biggest conspiracy theory is that. Uh, The jab disconnects you from God at the genetic level and reconnects you to a demonic source, okay? Children who were injured by Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, hallucinations, self-harm, suicide attempts, permanent disability, Uh, and these are all various reports. 13-year-old boy in Nebraska, one day after the first dose of Pfizer, he developed headaches, extreme fatigue, disconnect with reality. He stopped communicating, developed paranoia. Began to have self-neglect, not caring for self or doing normal hygiene. Within days, he had visual and tactile hallucinations. Flat effect. Began cutting himself. 13-year-old boy in New Mexico. Eight eight hours after second Pfizer dose, he became disengaged in social activity. Following days, major loss of appetite and further withdrawal. Complaints of delusions. Voices giving him bad thoughts and bad visions. Voices come either as monsters or a little boy. When he seems to be battling with these thoughts, his eyes tend to go absent and twitches his mouth as if wanting to speak. 12-year-old girl in New Mexico, patient reporting having suicidal thoughts, hearing voices. Patient started self-harming after first dose of Pfizer. After second dose, self-harm got worse and she became very depressed. 13-year-old girl in Indiana, healthy 13-year-old girl, headache 11 days after second dose of Pfizer, fainted, had altered mental status and hallucinations, developed orofacial dyskinesia. And choreo Korea to uh all right Korea 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 thetoid movements, uncontrollable movements. Couldn't recognize family members, was intubated, Karate. was intubated with uh, autonomic instability, was diagnosed with autoimmune encephalitis, permanently disabled, she's 13 year old girl in Virginia. Received Pfizer dose three days later, experienced complete personality change, began having panic attacks, couldn't leave the house, wouldn't go outside, had horrible headaches every day, overcome by scary thoughts and images, felt like bugs are everywhere, anxious and scared of everything that used to be easy for her. Twelve-year-old boy, foreign, days after the second dose of Pfizer, developed fever, state of unrest, suddenly acted violently, taken to hospital in the ambulance, had memory impairment, could not remember his father's and brother's names, abnormal behavior and speech, hospitalized for three days. 13-year-old boy in Virginia, after first Pfizer dose, high fever, extremely elevated anxiety, nonstop worries and fears, irrational thoughts, OCD thoughts and behaviors, separation anxiety, laying on a couch under a blanket for hours and scared of the entire world, requiring nonstop reassurance. Reassurance, unable to function with virtual school or focus, and had to be removed from school for the remainder of the school year. Restricted eating and fears to eat, psychosis, inability to complete daily functions, severe sleep disruption and lack of sleep challenges, showering, dressing, and bathing self, repetitive speech, blank stares, dilated pupils, electric jolts of pain sensation in his brain and head, crying and emotion, anger, outburst, and aggression, tingling in his limbs, ticks, and other neurological symptoms. I mean, these go on and on, but, oh, here, uh, one point, the 11-year-old boy in Florida believed he was possessed, was hallucinating and wanted to jump out the window. Nine-year-old girl in California, auditory hallucinations that repeated multiple times. Nine-year-old boy in New Jersey had hallucinations and Alice in Wonderland syndrome. Everything looks small. Seven-year-old boy in Georgia had the opposite. More hallucinations, so everything very big. Take a touch the ceiling. Uh, 12 year old boy in Washington, five minute episodes of hallucinations, which in which he says and does things that don't make sense. Uh, woke up at 1am, extremely agitated, yelling, screaming, crying, heart racing, saying he was going to die or needed to die. Not lucid. Walked to the banister from his room on the second story and tried to climb over the edge. Um, had a second hallucination. His mom Oh, he started yelling he was going to die. Mom walked upstairs and he told uh, my her husband that he was going to kill him. Or he told my husband to kill him, told her husband to kill him. He told his dad, asked his dad to kill him. Um, when he asked him when he did that Damn. day, he said he jumped over the edge and jumped off a cliff. 13-year-old boy in Maryland, after a third dose of Pfizer, developed strong night terrors, hallucinations, sleepwalking. Um, yeah, eight-year-old girl in Virginia, 40 days after the first dose of Pfizer, girl changed mentally, appears to have a seizure, but it's not a seizure. She cannot respond during these episodes and began to see and hear things that aren't there. A month later, she's still undiagnosed and having memory loss, regression, delirium and waves, unaware of age, year, birth, season, counting one to 10. <sighs> hmm Another one, 44 days after... Pfizer uh, has almost a daily episode that we described as a panic attack with hallucinations becomes very disoriented, stating that images appear and words sound very fast to him. So these children sound possessed or like they have demonic attachments or like they have been disconnected to God at the genetic level. So it sounds like to me, children have a closer connection hasn't been frayed by bad choices and fear when they lose that connection, that stronger connection, how do you think it affects them?
4: That's a great question. But so you had those three things yesterday all at the same time.
9: Mm -hmm.
4: They're all... Interconnected, all of this is connected. And the funny thing is, it's not one part that takes down the other. This has been that ball that's been rolling down the hill, collecting steam as it's going. And this ball is now hurling out of control because the more information we find out, whatever Tucker releases
9: tonight it's going to be worse, which apparently the reason that no new January six files came out last night was because Murdoch Rupert,
4: Rupert Murdoch shut today. him down. Really? I'm surprised Tucker hasn't come out. And said something about word
9: on the street. Him. I think that was the reason for that broad hint on the Glenn Beck show saying no one's asked me for it, but I'll give the files to anyone who does.
4: Hmm. Okay. Well, there's other things, too, afoot as well. Things you need to pay attention to because, again, we have to watch these things. There's certain things that are getting spicy because, remember, liberals, until they're backed into a corner, they want us to start it. So, remember, guys, although we're tired and we're beat and we're sick and tired of listening to the same bullshit over and over again from the same six sadistic fucks that stand in front of us and lie to us every day although we're tired of all of that i want you to remember one really really important thing okay this all is going according to a plan it's not our plan it's not anybody else's plan, but the guy up there. His plan trumps all. And the big thing of that, one of the
9: big things I love about that, remember what I say though, is listen. God this, plans stop. and a man laughs.
4: Listen, this is really funny because the big part of this is coming up here. Because remember, till
9: they're backed into a corner, they're not going to fight. What happens when we back them all into a corner at the same time? I was going to say they need seven rooms in Congress open at once for the seven heads of the Hydra.
4: There's about to be. They're about to launch three more committees next month. This is about to get really hairy for them
9: because remember, we're coming up on an election year. We're also coming up on the debt ceiling again. Again. Which we've already passed, but they've, you know, played some shell games with money to move things around. But
4: that only lasts so long.
9: And then we gave another fucking hundred billion dollars to Ukraine or whatever. Remember. So
4: we, that's coming. Yes. But three more, three more fucking congressional. This is going to be the busiest congressional year outside of Donald's first Donald Trump's first year as president.
9: Well, that's, that's what, that's what they said was going to happen in their press conference right before they, they, this started is it up. No joke. And you were you were bitching like week one. You're there, you're like, let's go. Where is it? They're yeah. not doing anything. Well, and we're a month in. Here it is. And now I guess maybe it's they, rolling. Maybe the government just takes a little bit to get the wheels turning. But uh, no shit. You worked for the government for how long? You don't know that.
4: Well, no, I know that. But I thought they already had all everything already prepared. But no, no, they
9: go figure. Because Nancy wouldn't Pelosi let wouldn't let them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know that was yep. fucking funny. Yep. Well, here's Robert Redfield. Political games. Testimony. Um I, I wonder if Fauci heard the bus coming first. Felt oh, it fuck. hit
4: him. Fuck
9: no. Or fuck no. No, like, no, no, no. The tires like went boom-boom. You're hoping ba-boom.
4: you're hoping there's some sort of defensive wounds on Fauci. No, 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 no. This was that chick that stepped out across Fifth Avenue when the New York City fucking gray line was shooting down
9: Fifth Avenue at like it's 55 the, the, the miles an the hour. Lady, the first time I saw someone die, the lady and, and the daughter she that disappeared. Got hit, that yes. got hit and their shoes went flying. Yes. I, was, I was eight. That was highly dramatic, actually.
4: The only thing you saw were the shoes flying because you never pay attention to the body no no shit. everybody concentrates on the shoes everybody can eight. tell you what color no, the shoes are i still remember I get, the body's flying well anyway anyway that's what this was Fauci was taking a step up after he cleared both directions. He looked and he went back this way, went to take a step and boom, boom oh, out of nowhere. That Woo. fucking bust. Redfield him was straight standing on. there with a goddamn, holy shit. He fist fucked Fauci. It was fucking awesome. It really was. It was fucking epic. If you guys haven't seen this yet, <laughs> you're welcome, because this was epic. He absolutely destroyed his whole narrative and everything he did, and he basically says that Fauci's a con artist. Watch this. This is pretty savage, and if there's one thing I know I'm going to do for your old Dr. Redfield, even though I don't like him, he might get something after this. It's pretty good. Watch this.
5: I will say, if you go back and look, it's declassified now, and I'm sure you all have your classified briefings, but the declassified information now in September of 2019, three things happened in that lab. One is they deleted the sequences. It was highly irregular. Researchers don't usually like to do that. Second thing they did was they changed the command and control of the lab from the civilian control to the military control, highly unusual. And I've been involved in dual use labs when I was in the military. And the third things they did, which I think is really telling, is they let a contractor redo the ventilation system in that laboratory. So I think clearly there was strong evidence that there was a significant event that happened in that laboratory in September. It's now been declassified. You can read it. I'm sure there's more classified information around. What?
9: Whose military? Our military or their military? No,
4: he was in our military. He used to work uh, No, no,
9: no, no. When he said it, it was transferred to military control.
4: Listen, the lab in Wuhan, okay, this is what he said. In September, whatever, of 2019, 2019, there were certain changes that happened to the Wuhan lab. The biggest, there were big three, three big ones that says that this was a lab leak. Okay. This was an intelligence document that came out. The first one was that they, the control of the lab in Wuhan went from a private control to government control. Yes. Who's okay. government? China's. The CCP.
9: I guess there's no difference anymore anyway.
4: El numero uno. El numero dos. They had a ventilation system redone. They had the ventilation the ventilation system redone throughout the whole building. Okay. Third, they took all of the pathogens. All of their viruses and destroyed them.
9: Well, not the pathogens, the is in the computer. No,
4: they destroyed the pathogens, too. Hmm. They destroyed everything they were working on. You don't normally just go and do that. There's normally a big reason when you go and do that. You're trying to hide something. And, oh, yeah, they were because it leaked out of a fucking lab. There was a better part of this testimony, too, because he went into another part of it where he said that in um, as far back as uh, November of 2018, <sighs> in November 2018, there was their first two doctors became horribly ill at yeah. that facility. That needed medical treatment for like three days Mm. in a hospital. And they were out forever. They were really, 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 really sick. What do you know? And guess what? That's even before, because the first case of COVID that we heard about was when it was 2020 and it was in a wet market, but it wasn't in no fucking wet market. No, 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 no! It was fucking uh, two years earlier, and it was at the same lab.
10: Hmm. Weird.
4: Weird. Weird. Do you, is this the uh, Mars and Var uh, or Mers and? Um... Just this. Is, yeah. This is. Uh... Okay, that's that's the good one too, because I didn't want to bust that one open mm-hmm. if you if you had that one. This is the other one that really is the train coming in front of the tracks and Fauci standing on them.
6: Three years ago, if you thought it came from a lab, if you raised that, you were called a nut job. You got censored on Twitter. You were blacklisted on Twitter. You were even called a crackpot by the very scientist who in late January sent emails to Dr. Fauci and said it came from a lab. They called you crackpot. Is that right, Dr. Redfield?
5: I think the most upsetting thing to me was the uh, Baltimore Sun calling me a racist because I said this came from a Wuhan lab.
6: Dr. Reptil, you, were, you're, uh, you, you ran the CDC and you were on the Coronavirus Task Force. Is that right? Correct. That was formed on January 29th, 2020. Is that right? Correct. Two days later, Dr. Fauci gets an email from Dr. Anderson, which says what? Virus looks engineered, virus not consistent with evolutionary theory. Is that accurate?
5: That's my understanding. Next whatever.
6: day, I know. He, did he share that email with you, by the way, Dr. Redfield? No. As a member of the task force, as a head of CDC, did he share that email with you? No. Okay. Next day, February 1st, Dr. Gary sends Dr. Fauci another email. That email says, I don't know how this happens in nature, but it would be easy to do in a lab. Did he share that email with you, Dr. Redfield? No. You no. didn't see either one of those emails, even though you're head of CDC, even though you're on the coronavirus task force that had been formed just two days, three days earlier. No. Three days later, Dr. Anderson and Dr. Gary, who told us it came from a lab and emails to Dr. Fauci, that Dr. Fauci wouldn't let Dr. Redfield see. Three days later, they changed their position 180 degrees. The question is why? Mr. Wade, why would they change their position that fast when the only intervening event is a conference call with Dr. Fauci, the guy who wouldn't let Dr. Redfield see the very emails that they had sent him, Dr. Redfield, head of CDC, on the Coronavirus Task Force. Why would they change their position, Dr. Wade, or
2: Mr. Wade? Uh, well, this question does lie at the heart of the um, issue. Uh, what is pertinent, it seems to me, is there's, there's no new scientific evidence that we can see that came uh, available between these dates, the Jan 31st I- and Feb 4. Right, there's no new... I think you're... Go ahead. So you have to ask if there were other... Uh, other kinds of influence uh, available. <clears throat> now it is true that that um, Dr Fauci and Dr Farry in London were very powerful research officials, and between them they controlled. I
6: read, I read your testimony. I saw okay. that. Yeah. So uh, why don't you cut to the chase and tell me what you really think was the reason? <laughs> uh,
2: I don't know what what the reason was. I do.
6: Did- I know what it was. I. Go well, ahead. no. I'll go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you say because I read your testimony. I think you you said it in your testimony too. Maybe you're reluctant <clears throat> to say it here, but go ahead.
2: Well, if you're looking at the timeline on um, May 21st, um, just uh, a few weeks after the Nature Medi- uh, the the Nature Medicine article had come out. Uh, Two of the signatures of the original email to uh, Dr. Fauci, that's Dr. Anderson and Dr. Gary, were awarded a $9 million grant for the... So there's
6: 9 million reasons why they changed their mind. I knew you'd get to it. I read that last night. Three months after... So three days after they say it came from a lab, they changed their position. And the only intervening event a conference call with Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins. Again, a call that Mr. Redfield was not allowed to be on, the head of CDC and on the coronavirus task force. And then three months later, shazam, they get nine million bucks from Dr. Fauci. Well, isn't that something?
9: <laughs> well, isn't that something? Nine million dollars. Nine million reasons to change their yep. story. Yep. Would you? Ooh, that bus is coming fast. Would you? Change the story for $9 million? Yeah. No.
4: I don't know. I, I I think I'd have to think about that. One. <laughs> I really do. <sighs> I'm sorry. We used to play this game in the military. Okay. We used to play this game in the back of trucks as, as dumb jokes. Yep. You guys know what I'm about to fucking say some stupid private be laying on the fucking ground because they weren't allowed to sit on the seats because everybody else got the seats and he was laying on the ground and he'd look up and he would say who in here would suck a dick for a million dollars
9: i mean you'd all suck a dick for a million dollars we know that but
4: shit 100 grand i'd be good
9: fuck some some of you you know 20 bucks is bucks. (laughs) hey
4: (laughs) that's that's what i used to say hey 20 bucks is 20 bucks
9: however
4: i mean but seriously what's your dollar amount everybody's got one don't tell me you don't bullshit everybody's got a dollar amount i don't care who you you're not a normal human if you don't have
9: would you inject our children with the mRNA jab for nine dollars? Well, no, 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 dollars? no. That's
4: death. That's a different story. Okay. I, why would I pay for somebody if I wanted to kill my children? I'd just do it myself. <laughs> I wouldn't waste my time.
9: Yeah, at least the older one. I or think. my money. <laughs> but no, no, no. But my point is, is
4: every, no, everybody's got a dollar amount.
9: But isn't it the same? I mean, it, it's not. So personal, but in this situation, they literally changed their story from it's a lab leak to it came from nature. And how many people died because of it?
4: Well, the one that I find odd is, and I know Rupert Murdoch is holding on to this tape somewhere, um, because it was still a time that CNN basically and all the left wing media refused to cover Trump. And I remember it to this day, but Fox News was covering this developing story about an illness breakout that was carrying on in China, blah, 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 blah. And I remember this because I remember Fauci and Trump coming out on that first time at the podium. And Trump kind of, this is when Trump dropped the China shit. He thought it was a lab leak. And if you remember what Fauci said that day behind it, right after Trump said that, if you remember what Fauci said, Fauci stepped up to the podium and he said, and this is all pre those emails, mm-hmm. he said, you know, I believe that this came from a lab. And that's how he started his speech. Because remember, that motherfucker flip-flopped 60-some-odd times. every
9: day. That's why we sent him a box of flip-flops.
4: Before he finally got to the point where he he just went completely with the narrative that he'd already been flip-flopping on. But he started out, he told us it was a lab leak. And I know Fox News has got that tape. Mm-hmm. And you can't find it online. I've looked everywhere for it. I have tried to dig it up.
9: John, I'm with you. What's that? I do not have a dollar amount if it costs a soul.
4: No, that I agree with that. I I, I don't have one for that. Either. And I think, but I do have a
9: dollar amount lying, for lying to that degree. Oh yeah. That's taking soul. soul
4: that no, that's taking souls period. Yeah. Um, but I have a dollar amount for take the money and run type shit. Everybody does. I mean, I mean, if you've got the money and you can run, fuck it at that point. What's the go?
9: Where can you run to anymore?
4: Exactly. I mean, you really can't. You're not going to hide what's coming. So nope. it doesn't really doesn't matter. matter where
9: you are. I You're mean, not you gonna can go there if coming. you want,
4: but good try. Mm-hmm. And,
9: mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyway, here's some more Redfield testimony. So we'll knock it out early.
4: I, I just think a lot of people do. I think everybody's got a dollar amount somewhere. I mean, I, I look at it this way. Exactly,
9: what a, Griff. What good is 30 pieces of silver?
4: It isn't. But think about this one, though. Like, for instance, I think about that that wife and husband with their kid that just got arrested the other day. Did you hear about this? Do you guys? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me jump back real quick. Let me bring us back up. I apologize. Uh, I hate doing that. But the other day, there was a big story. Uh, it was on liberal media because... Um, the other morning you left NBC on when i went back to the bedroom to grab my shit you left NBC no, on. no you did you you didn't turn it off well, when you left I the, the bedroom and i was out well before you anyway so i went back in there they're talking about the story about this husband and wife um they were captured i guess into last week they were driving minivan they were pulled over by a St- texas state trooper uh they had 13 illegal Im- immigrants in the back of their van um The Texas trooper actually didn't really think anything of it, pulled him over for a backlight that was out. And as he was walking back to his car, he peered through the window. He could see through the uh, like a little sliver in the tent and he saw hands moving. He went back to the car and he called for Mm -hmm. backup and CBP. Next thing you know, boom, they're there and got the car surrounded. Yeah, 13 illegal immigrants in there. What was their dollar amount? What did the cartel pay them to smuggle them that far into Texas before they got nailed? I wonder, I, I have to, you have to wonder, you're now those two parents are going to jail. Yep. The kid is going into child, child services, protective services, which, which we know child trafficking. is bullshit. Yeah. That, that child just went out in the black market. Um. And it's, that's it. But what was that, that total amount that got them to that point to say, yeah, fuck it. We're going to do it. I, I have to wonder. They were Americans, too. That's the fucked up part. Mm-hmm. That's wow. a really fucked up part. You know? And I was like, what are you thinking? I mean, I get it. There is a dollar amount out there, but see, that's where my problem is. Is there is a dollar amount as long as we can just disappear. That's cool.
9: There's nowhere to run anymore.
4: Well, there isn't.
9: Nope. But All right. Well,
4: we can hide out there.
9: Fashies can't run until the end.
4: (laughs) Hey, the end's going to come one way or the other. It is. I mean, then we can do this all the time. Mm. That would be that dollar amount that would allow us to do this as our job. Yeah. I'd enjoy that.
11: Thank you, Chairman. For two years, myself and the other Republicans on this subcommittee connected the dots We exposed the evidence supporting our strong belief that COVID was developed and leaked from the Wuhan lab. And during those same two years, the same Democrats that sit on this committee, they only hindered, they obstructed, they refused to hold hearings and get to the truth. Now we see mounting evidence supporting the COVID-19 originated from the lab in Wuhan, China, run by the Communist Chinese Party Party. And this hearing is about getting to the truth. I thank the chairman for making this the very first hearing because the American people who have seen just as many fellow Americans die from COVID, as nearly as many die from COVID, that died in every war since the American Revolution combined deserve to know the truth. Uh, Dr. Redfield, you pointed to the lab leak theory even before we did. In mid-January of 2020, you expressed concerns to Dr. Fauci to uh, Jeremy Farrar of UK's Wellcome Trust and to Dr. Tedros of World Health Organization that, quote, we had to take the lab leak hypothesis with extreme seriousness. And you urged Dr. Fauci to investigate both the lab and the natural hypotheses. Shortly thereafter, on February 1st, uh, Farrar convened a meeting of a group of 11 top scientists across five time zones and asked Dr. Fauci to join. And he wrote, quote, my preference is to keep this group really tight. Obviously, ask everyone to treat in total confidence, unquote. Dr. Redfield, you were excluded from this call, but up until then, you had been on every single, co- you were included in every other conversation. What changed? Why do you think that you were excluded from these conversations?
5: Thank you very much. I think uh, just to emphasize, uh, in, in, in early to mid-January, I did have multiple calls with Fauci, Farrar, and, and Tedros about how important I thought it was that science get engaged in, in aggressively aggressive pursuing both hypotheses. I also expressed as a clinical virologist that I felt it was um, not scientifically plausible that this virus went from a bat to humans and became one of the most infectious viruses that we have for humans. All viruses are not the same. So when you look at coronaviruses with, for SARS and MERS for example, when they entered the human species which they did via an intermediate, they never learned how to go human to human. Even to this day they don't know how to go human to human. So you can't equate Ebola with a coronavirus. Now, why Cor- do you
11: why do you think you were excluded from those calls?
5: I because it was I was told to me that uh, they wanted a single narrative and that I obviously had a different point of view.
11: Okay. In emails following the conference call, four of the 11 scientists told Fauci that they all found the genetic sequence inconsistent with expectations from evolutionary theory, basically what you're saying. However, just three days later, these four scientists had drafted a paper arguing the exact opposite, and that's now the infamous proximal origin of SARS-CoV-2. Our investigations show this paper was prompted by Dr. Fauci, among others, with a goal to disprove the lab leak theory. What is the likelihood that these scientists came across additional information just three days after making these statements to conclude with such certainty that COVID-19 came from nature instead of the lab leak that they thought it was three days earlier?
5: Yeah, I think it's unfortunate. Again, I've said this before, that this whole approach that was taken on January, uh, February 1st, and subsequently in the month of February, if you really want to be truthful, it's antithetical to science. Thank you. Science has debate and they squashed any debate.
11: Thank you. Given what we know now and looking at all the conversations in February of 2020 and before the release of the paper, do you think that uh, Dr. Fauci used this paper to hide the gain of function research created, the gain of function research created this virus?
5: I can't talk about Fauci's motivation.
11: Do you think that the paper does hide the truth?
5: I think it's an inaccurate paper that basically was part of a narrative that they were creating. Remember, this pandemic did not start in January at the seafood market. We now know there was infections all the way back into September. This was a narrative that was decided that they were going to say this came from the wet market and they were gonna do everything they could to support it to negate any discussion about the possibility that this came from a laboratory.
11: I got 20 seconds left. Dr. Fauci was affirmatively told, told in an email that uh, NIAID had a monetary relationship with the Wuhan uh, Institute through uh, EcoHealth Alliance. He, he was told this in January 27th of 2020. Do you think that Dr. Fauci intentionally lied under oath to Senator Paul when he vehemently denied NIH's funding of gain of function research?
5: I think there's no doubt that NIH was funding gain-of-function research.
11: Is it likely that American tax dollars funded the gain-of-function research that created this virus?
5: I think it did, not only from NIH, but from the State Department, USAID, and from DOD.
11: I'm out of time. Thank you very much.
5: No things
4: Well, that's uh, that sums it all up right there. There uh, we go. And I told you all. See what he said. He, he went. He even he, he went down the Mars uh, the the uh, uh, mm-hmm. SARS and Mars or MERS fucking road too, which I think is so funny because if you remember, Fauci came out one of his original fucking press statements about the masks when he was backing masks back after he flip-flopped 12 times on it and he was actually backing masks again he said if you remember he was like well the reason the reason we want to put masks on people is because of the human to human transmission the same as SARS and MERS Mm -hmm. yes for the first time I am in complete agreement with everyone. I think the only um, correct end for old uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci is a guillotine at this point. There is no no court.
9: Hey, well, you know, Trump made those legal again, so.
4: We have... we have enough um, there's enough evidence now. I, I think we're done. I think he killed enough Americans. I think my original argument for the murder of five hundred and ninety six thousand Americans at the time, which now it's like can tuple that. I mean, it's like what? Well,
9: two here, million. Here's another one for you. Three million people that he's killed. Um, Dave Willis. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah.
4: oh, this is another one. This was his here final
9: this was his final call on the raise he he died suddenly. Um, he's been uh, broadcasting for MLB for 50 fucking years. Almost. Yeah, decades. I, I, I think it's, I think it's 50 no, years. He was 52. So I think oh, I, it's
4: like, no, it's like, okay, 25 so it's like 30 20, years. Yeah. He's been there for yeah. a hot minute though. Yep. So he's a well-known, he's one of those voices that a lot you, of people you know
9: you'll know his voice listen. when you hear
4: it, but yeah, he won't hear it anymore. No longer with us.
12: The
9: two,
5: two again, swing and a miss. He struck him out the race win, race win, race win. As Florio goes down, swinging, and the Rays knock off the Yankees 14-10. to
9: And that was his last call. Yep. That was the last thing he said. Wow. On the air. That we know of.
4: On the air. I mean, that's what he said on the air.
9: Rest in peace. Another one another one. Sometimes
4: I feel like, I, some, uh, sometimes I feel like playing another one bites the dust, but I think I know. Just,
9: I've, I just, the, I, I've,
4: I've contemplated that, but I'm almost to the almost, doors.
9: This is the end.
4: <laughs> that's not bad
9: idea, but we clip the doors and make it a button on the board. Oh, I was thinking of you know as an opening song, but we're gonna have to wait for shit to really <laughs> go down bend. that one. Yeah, yeah,
4: you're right. You're right. Because that's, a, yeah, really that's a, a really dark song. It's a
9: really dark song. I mean, dark. I have to be in a really dark mood for that one. Yeah, that's
4: a that's a so, rough one to listen to. Mm-hmm.
9: And since that's, I've that was one of
4: those songs that I think my mom said when I was like 16, she said, Hey, if you start smoking weed, just don't listen to this door song <laughs> after you smoke weed. <sighs> no shit. And I was like, what are you talking about, Mom? I don't smoke grass. Sure, sure you don't. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. I was just doing it every morning with her, driving, going to school. Yep. (sighs) Only my mother. Wow. Hey, Mom. (laughs) She's not watching. You never know. Well, sure. We're Irish. You never know. We're just stubborn that's our biggest problem
3: according to the oxford english dictionary the definition of a traitor is a person who betrays the trust of another a cause etc a person who commits or is judged to be guilty of treason against his or her sovereign or country all of us will remember the devastatingly sad images of her late majesty the queen sat racked and crouched in fragile grief needlessly muzzled and so alone on the pews of St. George's Chapel, Windsor, without so much as a hand to comfort her following the loss of her lifelong love. She did this, as with everything else, with utter and stoic dignity, to remind the people that she was one of us, that these rules so deviously composed and then imposed on her people also applied to her. All the while, as she sat, Head down in lonely despair, traitors stalked the halls of Westminster or toasted each other in carefree zest at secret speakeasies in Downing Street. Those images of Her Majesty are etched onto so many minds because they were a stark reflection of our own experiences during those dark times. A reflection of the unimaginable cruelty meted out on the population as the most sacred of liberties, rituals and traditions were torn up in front of our horrified faces by scheming and bantering men in WhatsApp groups, vaingloriously drunk on power. The countless stories of those left to die alone in hospitals and care homes, of vulnerable children's education taken and sanity shaken, and of the silent, and unheard fists and blows delivered to terrified spouses in lockdown houses. All the time, the bantering traitors in WhatsApp groups giggled over when to release their Kent variant of the virus. My own rage at this is crystallised by my dear mum's frail friends saying that they still can't grieve properly as they never had a chance to say goodbye properly. My siblings and I in that cold graveyard stood metres apart, unable to reach out a hand to our own father, himself stoic, head bowed and alone as they hurriedly lowered my mum into the ground, because those were Hancock's rules. Meanwhile, across town, glasses clinked in Downing Street. I imagine the former health secretary and the clapping cowards who applauded alongside in Parliament, lest the tireless campaigner for disability and mental health bribe them with the removal of their disability and mental health grants for voting against his tyranny, thought he was in the clear, Reading himself for the next chapter in his blessed life with £400,000 fees on celebrity TV and promises of altruistic charitable donations, which unsurprisingly turned out to be pocket change percentages of his takings in the end. He kept most of the dough, eager perhaps to squeeze that bottom again, this time on a moonlit beach in front of a boutique hotel somewhere warm and expensive, having betrayed his own wife, his own rules, his queen and his country. Like some weak-chinned and sadistic dictator, he willfully and joyfully gleeed at the abuses of his people. He declared himself and his follow-the-fear tactics sovereign over us all, He controlled us with confected variants to scare us into submission, confusing and destroying our ability to inform our own consent, all to quench his thirst for power. He vastly over-egged the severity of the possibly lab-cooked bug to the point that his own chief medical officer was reluctant to endorse the hastily assembled alchemy of mRNA witchcraft for a virus of this severity. He demanded That we cover our faces in betrayal of the science he was so brutal to ensure everyone else followed but not him a jab which whether the regime will admit it or not has killed and will continue to kill the dutifully innocent for years to come as for hancock as shakespeare said now does he feel his title hang loose about him like a giant's robe upon a dwarfish thief I am not a supporter of the death penalty, however heinous the wrong committed, but after witnessing the crimes against humanity those in high office have partaken in these last years, my stance on the matter is now under close review.
9: And that's as pissed off as the Brits get. Well, ever. I, I, I got a question that is seriously pissed off for the Brits. I, I no, lived no, in England no, got, for like 13 I, months.
4: I I got we got some people that are across the pond. I I got questions I want to ask.
9: Sorry, so Craig, I know you get pissed, more pissed we, off on
4: that. We don't get a whole lot of news about what's going on right now over in London. I heard there were some protests after. Num Nuts and all his bullshit came out about Hancock with the Hancock with all the bullshit release
9: the variants. So
4: Sparky Boy, what the fuck is going on over there? Because we don't get a lot of like when you guys are rioting and shit and doing shit. Oh, they don't tell us. They don't tell us about it that we're gonna live. News
9: doesn't talk about especially Fox News.
4: Yeah, I, did you're right, about you're, it, right. you're absolutely up. right. You know what, Def? You're absolutely right. He does. Thunder, 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 Thunder <laughs> Get the
12: fuck oh! out of here. Oh! <laughs>
4: but um you're right, you're right, Def. That's good call. He did deserve that. And at first, I, I didn't know how to take him. I thought he was gonna be against us, but then he kept going. I was like, holy shit, he's not against us. But I wonder though, who what is going on over there? Do you are you guys like really still rioting? Is it still right? Are they still rioting in London? I had heard that they were rioting in London after uh that shit was released. So is it still going on? Um and if it is, can you guys do me a favor and send me some shit on it? Cause I'd like to know more about it. And we're not talking about it over here? WhatsApp messages from the governor, Chris Witte, chief medicine. His message release didn't want you to push the vax here in Scotland. Oh. No, right. They they said, I heard, I got friends and family that are over there they said that they were big hooligans shit going on down in london they said that they were rioting in london because of what the fuck was go- especially around downing street they were getting very close to downing street
9: well they might not be telling them about it in scotland
4: either I, I wonder if they're not telling it about you all to you guys either because we just i just heard about it from friends and family Hey, riots, Some, some. hey, Jay wrote, sometimes riots turn into, uh, you know, the other thing. Revolutions. Yeah, some riots yeah. turn into revolutions. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. Powers kind of turned into a revolution, if you remember correctly.
9: Liana, scroll up in the chat and look for the red box or if you get a notification, because before I texted you, someone, I I don't remember who, um, but I uh, popped in there and asked if you were in here, so. Like and tagged you, said is Lyanna Wilbert in here. So look up there and see. It was a while back. Lyanna can find it. It'll red box for her. Um, yeah, well, it won't red play, box for us. Play this one. I just happened to be paying attention to the chat and saw that. Oh, okay. I texted her and was like, hey, you're being paged. You're being paged, madame. Lyanna Wilbert to the principal's
13: office. Lyanna Wilbert. <laughs> I want to introduce you to, or introduce country to somebody else. I think you've mentioned it in some of your writings. Richard
9: Shit! Yeah, he talks really Does,
4: fast. Is that his real voice? Yeah, he Hold talks on. really no talks way. Fast.
9: That's that's bullshit.
4: Is that, is that on super speed? No. Well, we're about to find out. Ready?
13: I want to introduce you to, or introduce the country to somebody else. I think you've mentioned it in some, one of your writings. Richard Stingle. You know who that is? Yes, he's the former, uh, the yeah. first head of the Global Engagement. Center. I Want the American people to hear from him for thirty seconds? Basically,
14: every country. Creates their own narrative story, and and you know my old job at the State Department was what people used to joke as the chief propagandaist job. We haven't talked about propaganda.
13: Propaganda. I'm not against propaganda. Every country does it, and they have to do it to their own population. Every country does it. Every country does propaganda, and they have to do it to their own people. Is what Mr. Stingle said. If I understand correctly, he was the head of the of the G, of the Global Engagement Center at its creation, right? He was, and in his book, um, Information Wars, there's
15: there are a number of passages where he talks about creating a whole-of-government solution to the information problem. He hastened to say that he didn't want to create any, a, quote, information ministry, but what he was describing roughly approximates that.
13: In the half-minute I've got left, he also was associated with Hamilton 68,
15: right? Um, um, the, the Global Engagement Center certainly had ties to Hamilton 68.
13: I think it's closer than that. Well, that'll come out. Okay. <laughs> well, I'd be anxious to hear that. I hope I'll get yielded in a minute or two from somebody else down the way. There's all sorts of stuff to disclose. This committee has to uncover not this, that single instance, but this system that you have described. This is the hope that Americans have to set this right. This committee. And that hostility shows what we're up against. It's not three pillars to the, to the system. It is four and you're seeing the left move to crush you and anybody else who tries to expose this. I yield. Uh,
4: you know, I, I really like Matt Taibbi. I really mm-hmm. do. We're, we're going to play I, a lot of him right here. I, I like here. I like a lot of the shit he does. Um, but he is a weird-looking dude.
9: Oh. Leave poor Matty alone.
4: I, I, he, he just really is. He's weird. He just looks doesn't he he just looks like he's not comfortable in his own skin okay no i'll get into that uh since we're here uh, since you brought that up again chuck yes we are not doing a show tomorrow um we have our son's play tomorrow Mm -hmm. um after we have an event one of the first saint patrick's day's events is tomorrow is the greening of the fountain um we have our son's play after that and uh Uh, Then after that, we got – well, Saturday, we've got another event. It's just – it's a very long weekend, very long weekend. Uh, We'll be pretty well uh, out of it on Monday. We'll probably – I'll be probably recovering from a hell of a hangover. I I can tell you that because this Catholic – this
9: uh, Celtic Cross
4: Mass <laughs> is uh,
9: the first time all right there's church. Hold on. And then there's let me let me explain drunk. The first that the Celtic cross mass. But the first time I went. So it's um it's at this very old fort that they've turned into an event center. I mean, like talking pre-Civil War, like literally 1733 fort. Okay. Um, it's called Trustees Garden. And uh so we have the whole mass, and it's the first par- first parade. No, I'm sorry, it's the second parade because Tybee's the first first parade. So it's the second parade of the of the St. Patrick's Day season, and all the knights and the um the bagpipers, all the Irish and the kids societies with their flags, all the Irish societies. The parade committee will have the dogs. Like we'll all be marching in the parade. We go from the cathedral, or it's now the basilica, um, which is kind of in the center of Savannah, all down to. Emmett Square, which is on almost on the river. It's at the top of the bluff, uh, just above Factors Walk on Bay Street in Savannah. And then they do a ceremony there. And then we walk over. It's not very far. And we go to um, the uh, trustee's garden for lunch with the bishop. Okay. Now, the first time I went, Mick was deployed, but our kid was marching and he was, he had the, he was in the flag contingent. So we got to go. Okay. Well, the food is like, in the back, like completely separate. You can't see it just everywhere out in the main area is just, you know, fruits, strawberries, cheeses, you know, little snack things. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I figured that was lunch. Um, because there's 200 people there and it's an open bar open. Let me repeat open bar for like for 200 people for four hours, for four hours with Hard yeah. liquor, whatever you want. Yeah, whatever, okay. whatever you whatever want. Whatever you want.
4: Top right? shelf shit. It don't matter.
9: Seriously, open bar for two hundred people for four hours. So I, I had no idea about the food. We go, we go, we do the whole parade thing, right? We go to the we go to the the ceremony. We go over to the trustees' garden. I have to go to work right after. <laughs> so we go have lunch with the bishop. Mm-hmm. So I. I my lunch was Jack and Ginger with a side of strawberries. I had like six of them.
4: <laughs> the first year we was went together, they have this huge spread in the back. Oh, yeah. I had no it's idea. nothing but like country food, like country fried steak with gravy and yep. potatoes. Uh, they and, do and have a corned beef, beef and cabbage. They do have corned beef yep. and cabbage, but they have like cheese mac and cheese and all this other crap it's amazing the spread is amazing they put together an amazing lunch and uh unfortunately now it used to be an open event now it's a closed event unfortunately you have to go with a ticket um but it used to be it was. A, it's always a blast.
9: You're there for it about is. four hours. It's, a, it's a lot of fun. You're pretty hammered by the time it's time you're to really go home. you really fucked up. Thank God. So the kids play is at the same time because it's at three o'clock. Yeah, we got to walk from there over there. But that means he can drive us home. Exactly. I know. Wonderful. <laughs> Can't wait. so yes, I would have to say sober this year. Great fun.
4: I'm going to so anyway. paint my eyes with eyeballs so they look like they're open when I'm my eyes, I my so head's back. Great. Right, Great. Right. Fuck it. Okay. I think it'd be funny.
9: Oh, anyway.
4: We do have about 3 billion videos to get through. We do. There's a lot of them. And to praise him for his work.
0: This isn't just a matter of what data was given to these so-called journalists before us now. There are many legitimate questions about where Musk got the financing to buy Twitter. We know for a fact that foreign countries like Qatar...
9: So-called journalists. I am actually going to go... Mick just stepped out real quick. He didn't realize this was a super, super short clip. But the the follow-up to this, immediately going to number two here. Matt Taibbi's response is fucking epic. This is awesome.
15: Chairman Jordan, Ranking Member Plaskett, members of the Select Committee, thank you for having me today. My name is Matt Taibbi. I've been a reporter for 30 years uh, and a staunch advocate of the First Amendment. Much of that time was spent at Rolling Stone Magazine. Uh, Ranking member Plaskett, um, I'm not a so-called journalist. Uh, I've won the National Magazine Award, the I.F. Stone Award for Independent Journalism, and I've written 10 books, including four New York York Times bestsellers. (laughs) Uh, I'm now the editor of the online magazine Racket on the independent platform Substack. I'm here today because of a series of events that began late last year when I received a note from a source online. It read, are you interested in doing a deep dive into what censorship and manipulation was going on at Twitter? A week later, the first of what became known as the Twitter files reports came out. To say these attracted intense public interest would be an understatement. My computer looked like a Vegas slot machine uh, as the, just the first tweet about the blockage of the Hunter Biden laptop story registered 143 million impressions and 30 million engagements. But it wasn't until a week after the first report After Michael Schellenberger, Barry Weiss, and other researchers joined the search of the files that we started to grasp the significance of this story. The original promise of the internet was that it might democratize the exchange of information globally. A free internet would overwhelm all attempts to control information flow, its very existence a threat to anti-democratic forms of government everywhere. What we found in the files was a sweeping effort to reverse that promise and use machine learning and other tools to turn the internet into an instrument of censorship and social control. Unfortunately, our own government appears to be playing a lead role. We saw the first hints in communications between Twitter executives before the 2020 election when we read things like flagged by DHS or "please see attached report from FBI for potential misinformation. This would be attached to an Excel spreadsheet with a long list of names whose accounts were often suspended shortly after. Again, Ranking Member Plaskett, I would note that the evidence of Twitter-government relationship includes lists of tens of thousands of names on both the left and right. The people affected include Trump supporters, but also left-leaning sites like Consortium and Truthout, the leftist South American Channel Telesaur, the Yellow Vest Movement. That in fact is a key point of the Twitter files, that it's neither a left nor right issue. Following the trail of communications between Twitter and the federal government across tens of thousands of emails led to a series of revelations. Mr. Chairman, we summarized and submitted them to the committee in the form of a new Twitter file which was also released to the public this morning. We learned Twitter, Facebook, Google, and other companies developed a formal system for taking in moderation requests from every corner of government, from the FBI, the DHS, the HHS, DOD, the Global Engagement Center at State, even the CIA. For every government agency scanning Twitter, there were perhaps 20 quasi-private entities doing the same thing, including Stanford's Election Integrity Partnership, NewsGuard, the Global Disinformation Index, and many others, many taxpayer-funded. A focus of this fast-growing network, as Mike noted, is making lists of people whose opinions, beliefs, associations, or sympathies are deemed misinformation, disinformation, or malinformation. That last term is just a euphemism for true but inconvenient. Undeniably, the making of such lists is a form of digital McCarthyism. Ordinary Americans are not just being reported to Twitter for deamplification or deplatforming, but the firms like PayPal, digital advertisers like Xander, and crowdfunding sites like GoFundMe. These companies can and do refuse service to law-abiding people and businesses whose only crime is falling afoul of a distant, baseless, unaccountable, algorithmic judge. As someone who grew up a traditional ACLU liberal, this mechanism for punishment and deprivation without due process is horrifying. Another troubling aspect is the role of the press, which should be the people's last line of defense in such cases. But instead of investigating these groups, journalists partnered with them. If Twitter declined to remove an account right away, government agencies and NGOs would call reporters for the New York Times, Washington Post and other outlets, who in turn would call Twitter demanding to know why action had not yet been taken. Effectively, news media became an arm of a state-sponsored thought policing system. I'm running out of time, so I'll just sum up and say... um, It's just not possible to instantly arrive at truth. It is, it is, however possible, becoming uh, technologically uh, possible to instantly define and enforce a political consensus online, which I believe is what we're looking at. This is a grave threat to people of all political persuasions. Uh, The First Amendment, an American population accustomed to the right to speak, is the best defense left against the censorship industrial complex. If the latter can knock over our first and most important constitutional guarantee, these groups will have no serious opponent left anywhere. If there's anything the Twitter files show, it's that we're in danger of losing this most precious right without which all democratic rights are impossible. Thank you for the opportunity to appear, and I'd be happy to answer any questions from the committee.
4: Hey, don't get me wrong. He says the right things. I I agree with everything he just said there. He's absolutely right. I've always liked his reporting. He was nervous. I really liked his reporting. I've always liked his reporting. I I don't think there's a Matt Taibbi story that I, I haven't liked yet. I agree with his narrative. I agree with his viewpoint. I agree with what he says. He's very fair, I think, in his reporting. But I'll I, I, I be honest. He just looks weird. He just he looks weird. He's not comfortable in his own skin. You can just see that in some people. Some people admit that like you can see that they're just uncomfortable in everything that they're doing Mm -hmm. at that point there. He is very used to being right here behind a keyboard. This is where he feels comfortable right there in that situation, in that setting. He does not feel comfortable. He's yeah. got 30 other humans looking at him. He's going like, yeah, it's not why. And this is I why mean, I'm a writer in I front am of not,
9: Congress, too. I mean, that is this is why I'm a writer,
4: yeah. not a fucking TV oh, yeah.
9: sensation. Absolutely. You know. All right. This is funny as shit. Debbie Wasserman Schultz got her ass handed back to her. It was pretty fucking funny.
4: <laughs> I, I hope so.
9: Oh, yeah, that's great.
4: Debbie Wasserman Schultz is a fucking idiot. Even, who even votes for her? Yeah, I have no idea. Where's she out of? Oh, and hey, the other one. Um, go back to that. Other, what was the name of that other lady? The 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 one before uh, Taibi, the one we were talking about, Kilo, uh, Mal-
9: Maliotakis. Maliotakis, yep.
4: Yes. Where is she from?
9: I don't know. I Does anybody no know where she's from, Maliotakis. Uh,
4: because I
9: we I, we grew up we with know people name. Named, yeah, named uh, that. Name, and it's it's a very not common. So. It's a very
4: it's pretty, it's a big Greek name. I know they've got a huge, huge American, um, following because, uh, there's a company from where we, where you grew up at, um, or where she grew up at, a big Greek family that owns this, uh, it's Maliutakis concrete. Yep. And, uh, those guys are every time I ever worked with them, those guys are no fucking joke. Swear to God. Anyway. Um, good shit though.
9: I'm sure they're all related. It's
4: not a very common That's why I was wondering. I was just, I was wondering. Yeah, oh no, she's very Greek. Yep. Very, very Greek. Okay, anyway. is that is.
0: Before you became Elon Musk's hand-picked journalist, and pardon the oxymoron, you stated this on Joe Rogan's podcast about being spoon-fed information, and I quote, I think that's true of any kind of journalism, and you'll see it behind me here. I think that's true of any kind of journalism. Once you start getting handed things, then you've lost. They have you at that point, and you've got to get out of that habit. You just can't cross that line. Do you still believe what you told Mr. Rogan, yes or no? Yes or no?
15: Yes.
13: Good.
0: Mr. Taibbi,
13: uh, would you care to—I'm down here on this end, sir—would uh, uh, you care to respond to the attack on your ethics? You weren't given really an opportunity to answer. And if you'd be brief, I've got a bunch of stuff I want to ask you as well.
15: Sure. Just quickly, the, that moment on the Joe Rogan show, I was actually recounting a section from Seymour Hersh's book, Reporter, where he described a scene where the CIA gave him a story, and he was very uncomfortable. Uh, he said that I, who had always gotten the secrets, was being handed the secrets. It, look, again, I've done lots of whistleblower stories. There's always a balancing test that you make when you're given material and you're always balancing newsworthiness versus the motives of your sources. In this case, the newsworthiness clearly outweighed any other considerations. And I think everybody else who worked on the project agreed.
1: <laughs> that deserves. Thunder, 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 <laughs> get the fuck oh! out of here. Oh! <laughs>
12: hey,
4: Debbie Wasserman Schultz, watch this, bitch. Boom. Boom!
9: You get, just got your ass handed to
4: you. You just got you got fucking verbally fucked. ass slapped, and so it was awesome. like fucking amazing.
9: Oh, this is this is good too. This is fucking funny. This woman's a this woman's a dang bad. Hey, you're welcome. Not a problem. Not a
4: problem. Yeah. I, I, like I said, anybody's I, welcome. I didn't, We're I didn't always.
9: See, I didn't see a DM from Tracy, but she, I think she has my phone number. So yeah, um, I think she maybe DM'd you directly. Well, that could be. I'm hardly ever impaled. I'll check in. I'll check in my pill. Okay. I mean, I I go. I'm impaled every day for Lyanna's show for six hours, but I'm usually working and listening to it on a speaker, so I don't check my DMs and. PILD hey, very Batman! Much. Don't worry about
4: it, bud. We yeah. got gotcha. you. We
9: have we have four recliners on our couch. They they. They recline all the way out to a bed.
4: We we can't promise the comfort. you know, how comfortable you know. it's going to be. But yeah, if you don't mind that, then we have absolutely no problem. If all you want is an air conditioned space and a place to take a shit and piss bring and bring your own beer. Yeah, that's all we have. Anyway, that was that was pretty good, though. He really did slap the I, I Like I said, I love the guy. Mm-hmm. I've yep. never met a
9: story from him that I don't like. And all right. This woman is a complete idiot. It's
4: I like how stupid funny. these liberals are getting, they're though. So and numb. I love watching how they're responding. This
9: is so epic. They're so numb.
4: I'm telling you, li- listen to me, though. The reason I brought this up before was because, remember, right now, what we're doing, think about this in the big picture. Think at the 100,000 foot view, right? Let's look down on this, all right? What are we doing right now? If you think about it, we the patriots, we the America First, we the MAGA, the dirty MAGA, deplorable. We the people. We the people, are pushing the leftists into a corner. Okay. When they get back to all the way into when, that corner, when you push an animal so far, they attack. Okay. When that happens, it's not going to be a small one. This is going to be something. Epic. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm talking complete violation of every constitutional belief in liberty and justice and freedom and everything that we believe in. It's going to be a snap. This is going to be what does it. I'm telling you, we are pushing them. You have no idea how big these three committees that were going on yesterday and what they were saying and what they were doing. Mm
12: -hmm.
4: You know, at one point in the last couple of days, I actually thought that this might kick off in Europe and would be something that would, It still may. I, no, I think they're going to happen together. Yeah. Oh yeah. It'll, I, I, it'll, I think, I think we're babe, at the boiling point because when that
9: spark kicks off, the whole world's going to burn. It spark, doesn't matter where spark you are. he's
4: told us. He he has told us that they are fucking they're rioting
9: again. They're no, they're rioting they're again in Scotland.
4: Again. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I know. Keep
9: it up. All right. Well, let's get back. We have 8 million videos to play. So let's get back to this because we, we are oh not going to go through them all. You are so pushing today. I know. You're a big pushy bitch. I know. You really are. You're this woman's an idiot. Bitch. She is. Yeah. But you're being a pushy bitch. That's fine. Quit being a pushy bitch. No.
0: Yeah. You yourself posted on your, your, um, I guess it's kind of like a web page. and don't quite understand what Substack is, but, uh, that what I can say is that she
9: doesn't know what a sub stack is. Kind of like a web page. How do you not know what a sub stack is? Oh, no, jeez.
4: How dis... Okay, this goes back to my theory that they're all disconnected. Completely disconnected.
9: They have, no, they have no idea what's going on in America right now. None. They... You and I... I'm glad she doesn't know what a sub stack is. You know why?
4: Because she you know what yours is.
9: No, because then they try and fucking ban it.
4: Oh, good point. Ooh. She's going to start looking now, though.
9: You know? What? I'm moving them uh, around. So the ones we've already played, I'm moving into the trash. So um, I don't normally do that. I just remember where I'm at. No, I know. But if I'm the one pulling the clips, you don't remember where I'm at. No, I don't. Because
4: okay. you have them. I, I, I fucked you tonight, so it's good. I know. You're good. I know. I You can do that. I'm not bitching about it. You I notice know. that, right? I do notice okay, that. Okay, then yes. fuck off.
9: Give me a break. I didn't say anything. I appreciate it. tried to.
4: Uh, subliminally, I can hear it. Just a thought. Uh, could we pitch a tent for the night? You're more than welcome. Yeah. Do mean, you want to come on thought. out? Come shit, on I mean, don't give a shit. You guys live here. Fuck yeah. you. you guys can go home at the end of the night. She doesn't know Substack because she's an old folk. I
9: mean, again, I'm happy with them not knowing Substack because we got to have our own places away from them.
4: We do. And we have to keep ours up so that way. It's, like a, it. y'all, right. y'all it's like a web page. That's right. It's just like a web page. What's going you on? Got it. That's what it is. All it's right. a web page, bitch. Web page.
0: Thank you, Mr. Chairman, thank you to our witnesses for appearing here today. I know it doesn't feel exactly warm and fuzzy, but believe me, (laughs) I think what you guys are doing is very important. We're here to discuss the weaponization of government. And uh, I wanna follow up on my colleague, Representative Massey's comments on the CDC. Up on the screen, you can see a email from October of 2020. This is from then NIH Director Francis Collins to Dr. Anthony Fauci. It goes on in to say this proposal, talking about the Great Barrington Declaration, is from three fringe epidemiologists who met with the secretary, and it seems to be getting a lot of attention, even a signature, a co-signature from a Nobel Prize winner. Key line in here that I would like to point out, there needs to be a, quote, quick and devastating published takedown of its premises. I don't see anything like that online yet. Is it underway? Signed, Francis. Now, what I find interesting is if you fast forward into June of 2021, the Biden administration was raging at social media companies. There is communications that we can produce, for the record, that state we would like you to combat, quote unquote, misinformation. Now, We, thanks to the Twitter files, know that Twitter executives were using the term visibility filtering, and that really, to the rest of the American general public, was shadow banning, correct? Yes. Okay. So, all of a sudden, we saw a rash of blacklists created by Twitter at the highest levels that were taking down some of the signatories and creators of this very Barrington Declaration, correct? This is to both of you.
7: I haven't seen that, but um, I haven't seen that either.
0: So, would you agree that there was a blacklist created in 2021?
7: Sorry, yes, Jay Bhattacharya, the Stanford professor, who I don't think anybody considers a fringe epidemiologist, was indeed. I'm sorry, I couldn't. I didn't piece it together. He's. He was indeed um Principal. visibility filtered
0: correct and so this blacklist that was created that really was used to uh deplatform uh reduce visibility yes. um create lists internally where people couldn't even see their profiles that was used against doctors and scientists who produced information that was contrary to what the CDC was putting out despite the fact that we now know that what they were publishing had scientific basis and in fact was valid.
7: Absolutely, and not only that, but these are secret blacklists. So Professor Bhattacharya had no idea he was on it. I mean, this is East Germany, Stasi kind of behavior. That's what this is. And um, the Great Barrington uh, Declaration, by the way, I was skeptical of it at the time, but it actually now uh, looks pretty good in terms of how uh, response to COVID. But even if it was totally wrong, it still deserved, I mean, this is the whole point of the First Amendment, is that I think we all have the experience of you're not right until you're wrong a lot. You know, you actually have to have that debate and that conversation. So by repressing that, we actually stifled, I think, a much broader conversation we could have had about how to effectively respond to COVID because they were secretly blacklisting people like Jay Bhattacharya.
0: And I think to the bigger point that Americans are concerned about when it comes to the weaponization of government, this isn't Republican or Democrat issue, this is an American issue. You had individuals, millions of Americans, who in many cases were being mandated to take an experimental vaccine. And when those that wanted to consider taking it were trying to make an informed decision, you had opinions that were being silenced because it didn't fit a specific narrative pushed by the Biden administration, correct?
7: Absolutely correct and that's why we use the language of disfavored ideas and disfavored people because it doesn't fall neatly among left and right lines. If there's anything going on here, it tends to be a more of a disproportionate blacklisting of of more populist voices. Um, or just ideas that we would consider slightly outside of um, the Overton window, the mainstream opinion at the time, but the Overton window moves. And so right. the idea that you're just going to narrow the entire what's acceptable on social media to what is mainstream at the time would basically freeze us and not allow the society to progress and to for knowledge to grow and for the democracy to function.
0: With the 14 seconds that I have left, Mr. Taibbi, if you'd like to weigh in on any of this that we have talked about and why this is a direct threat to Americans today, yeah. I would appreciate it.
15: Just quickly again, we yesterday discovered the, this email talking about the suppression of people telling their own stories of uh, stories of true vaccine side effects. So these are people who are telling about their own experiences, things that, are hap- that happen to them that are true, and they're being suppressed because What anti-disinformation does is the opposite of what the press does. They are aiming for what the narrative is, and they already know in advance what they're looking for. Whereas a journalist goes into a story, does not know what the truth is. We often find that the thing we expect to find turns out to be completely different. They know in advance what they're looking for, and that's why this is so dangerous.
0: My time has expired. I yield back. Thank you, too
4: yeah so this is really cool um Mm -hmm. we got uh there's i i like her she's she's spot on yep she's got some good shit going on there
9: i i like if she can stay not corrupted if she can stay not bought yeah she can stay that's the big question that's always the question Sorry, well, you know, we, but you were talking before, you know, what, what's your price? I, cause you gotta wonder. You always have to wonder what, what's your price? Cause
12: hmm.
9: it is, is your price uh, something a lobbyist is gonna give you or is your price something the American people are gonna give you?
4: And I guess that's the big question because, um, it, you know, one of the things when you make that decision and that's a tough decision to make for anybody, but when you make that decision, I mean, sometimes you make it for the good of your family. Sometimes you make it for the good of your, you know, taking care of others somewhere down the line.
9: The road Um, to hell is paved with good intentions.
4: Yeah. It, that's a tough one to make though. Yeah. Sorry. I, is it? Yeah, oh
9: it, yeah. Is it really? Yes.
4: I I would have to say because think about it. Think about every bonus that I got when I was in the military. Is that not the same thing? Is that not the same thing? No. How how do you figure? Because it, because I got money to reenlist for another 10 years helps, or 5 years it happens or 15 years in the civilian
9: years? world as well.
4: No, 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 not like not in a contract that's not reversible.
9: Well, okay, that's true, but no, it's not the same thing because because if I if I bail out on that contract,
4: I go to jail. Well,
9: because that's because that is part of what you signed up for.
4: Normally, if the government bails out on that contract,
9: they as as a politician, you don't expect to get paid off by lobbyists if you go in with good intentions.
4: I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second. If I don't believe go there's in a politician.
9: With good no, no, listen. That's why I qualify that. Listen, listen, though. Think about it. Even
4: Candace told us. Yeah, get paid off. Even Candace told us the number of people that approached her to keep her mouth shut. I know. To not say, all we of heard uh, people that we had respect for yeah. prior to that yeah. that came to her saying, no, 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 you got it. That's my point. They don't go in there not knowing that they know exactly what they're walking into. If I walk, if I ran for Senate in Georgia tomorrow and I got elected, I know exactly what I'm walking into in Washington, D.C. I know exactly what the fuck I'm walking into Mm -hmm. because there's no way that you don't know that you're going to get hit up because it starts when you're running. That's where they get you. If you're a small grassroots candidate, like for instance, Candace, our friend Candace, she is a wonderful lady. Yep. Love her to death. Yep. And I, w- if she ran again, I would support her whole, just like I did the last time. Because you know what? She hasn't changed. And that's really important to me. If you're the same person when you're on the trail that you are off the trail, that's all that's important to me. I want to know that you're real. I want to know you're a person. Candace is that person. If you don't know who Candace Taylor is, holy shit, you got a whole thing coming to you. She's a wonderful lady. Anyway, if she ran tomorrow, I would vote for her. And the reason, just that reason alone, is that I have seen far too many politicians, way too many politicians, that are one way on TV. The second they're behind the ropes and there's no TV cameras around, they are completely different people. I have heard... A lot about Kerry Lake, actually, and I gotta tell you off camera, Carrie Lake's a cunt. Well, I- I'm just letting you know if you weren't aware of that, Carrie Lake's a cunt. Okay. And let me tell you, this is this is no joke, but that is what if I ran, I, you, they have to know. There's no way they don't know. They have to know what they're getting into. I, I just don't believe that, not for a second. They know they're going to get rich going there.
9: And they make a choice. It's time for choosing.
4: I, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I am the one trying to beckon the call. I'm just trying to get people to think
10: about it. I'm just saying. Kentucky, Mr. Massey is recognized for five minutes. I want to talk about the weaponization of the CDC against the American people. And this overlaps with one of the Twitter files, number 13 by my count, actually by Alex Berenson, not one of our two witnesses. But I would like your comment on it. A week before Christmas 2020, the vaccines came out. The FDA curated the (laughs) Pfizer trial results and then the CDC curated the FDA's opinion, the CDC said in their MMWR, which is never peer-reviewed, they're very proud that it's not peer-reviewed, they treat it like science, is not science, they said that the vaccine was 92% efficacious for people who had already had COVID. The Pfizer trial data said no such thing. In fact, there was no support for that claim. So I called up the head of the CDC, recorded the conversation, the head in Washington, D.C. She said she'd get the top scientists on the line. There was a snowstorm that day, so I was impressed. She got this top scientist on the line. They said I was Eagle Eye Massey. They couldn't believe how that statement had made it into their report and that I was absolutely correct. There was no support for it. So uh, I said, how are you going to fix it? You're going to redact it? You're going to change it? What are you going to do? They said, we'll do all of that. I said, great. A month later, it was still on their website. I made some more phone calls. They brought in a, an old hand, an old fixer, Dr. Shushat. These are her notes with uh, of her phone call with me about natural immunity in January, when I called him out on it again, these are the entirety of her notes that were obtained uh, in my FOIA from somebody, a third party. Um, I took all of my recordings, released them to Cheryl Atkinson. she she blew the whistle on this. people a lot of people have forgotten about it. Uh, here's Here's why. I find it interesting and I'm gonna tie it into the Twitter files. And by the way, I told them I was not an anti-vax. I said, the problem with your story is there's a misallocation of vaccines which are not available for all the old people in Kentucky but you got young people in Kentucky taking them because you're telling them on the website even if you've had COVID, go get it. So that was my complaint. Um, on May, 20, or May 10th, 2021, I got a question for everybody.
9: Yep.
4: Does it drive you nuts that our own government has to FOIA information?
9: Yeah. I, and they, does that, you know what? Does that not? Does and it's ho- not always done. Like, it's not always accepted. Like, yeah, I they know t- they get told no
4: all the time. Does that, no. anybody else not see a fucking issue with Seriously, that?
9: Jim Jordan has been requesting records and has been told no. Like, how how? I don't even know. That's
4: like telling the people no you can't know about it. No, they do that all the
9: time. <sighs> oh, they do that oh, all man. the time. They man. do that all the time. Yeah. Austin, yeah. Oh yeah. God, we could have fixed all of that. Well, we could have
4: fixed all of that, Justin and I.
9: God will fix all of it. You all aren't gonna like it. We could have fixed all of that.
10: Fuck. Pado Boyle, this name will come up in the Twitter file later. He is the top lobbyist in Twitter's Washington office, who was also Twitter's point of contact in the White House. He encouraged the CDC to enroll in the uh, partner support program. Oh, okay. The CDC is now a partner with Twitter because they're in the partner support program. They, he said, in the future, that's the best way to get a spreadsheet like this reviewed. Now this is an email from uh, between Todd Boyle and uh, and the folks at CDC. By the way, let me let me uh, talk to this too. This is these are more of my conversations with the CDC. Completely redacted the subject thereof. Uh, next next one please. I also found as a result of the FOIA, CDC tracks every tweet that a congressman puts out, not just Republican but Democrat. They keep a spreadsheet. They make it every week. Uh, this showed up in the FOIA for me because I'm in their spreadsheet that they track. Why is this interesting? Okay, so they're tracking congressman's tweets at CDC. They're enrolled in the partner support uh, portal at, uh, at Twitter. And then I found, this is why, um, I found Alex Berenson's report very interesting because uh, what he found out is that Scott Gottlieb worked hard and, and Twitter complied, it looks like, to censor a tweet from a doctor about natural immunity. Guess what? On the same day that that doctor's tweet was censored, so were my tweets on natural immunity. Why is this important? What is what is consequential about the date? This is 3 days after the military vaccine mandate came out and a week before the federal vaccine mandates came out. This truth was toxic to to a narrative that Pfizer was spreading, that Joe Biden wanted out there so that he could force the vaccine on everybody, whether you had natural immunity or not. Now, I actually, you guys might not agree with me on this. I don't think the press gets special privileges on the first amendment. I think, I don't think Congress does. I think every American by virtue of being an American is, has the right to free speech oh. enshrined in the constitution. Oh. So I'm not so much worried that they, they uh, censored a, a congressman, but they disabled all the comments from my constituents. Those are the voices they squelched. And my beef is not with Twitter, but my beef is with the CDC and these federal agencies. And I encourage you all, if you can, to find more about this. And uh, do you have any, either of you have any comments on this topic? Yeah.
6: Absolutely. The gentleman's time expired, but the gentleman may, may uh, the still had may three respond. seconds. The witnesses may respond. Okay just quickly we
15: found just yesterday a tweet from um the the virality project at stanford which is partnered with a, new, a number of government agencies on twitter where they talked explicitly about um censoring stories of true vaccine side effects um and other true stories that they felt uh encouraged hesitancy now the important the true yes yeah, so they used the word true three times Uh, in this email. And what's what's notable about this is that it reflects the fundamental misunderstanding of this whole disinformation complex, anti-disinformation complex. They believe that ordinary people can't handle uh, difficult truths. And so they think that they need minders to separate out things that are controversial or difficult um, for them. And that's, again, that's
7: totally contrary to what America is all about, I think. I'll just briefly add, this is, very disturbing because what they're doing when they're putting these labels on there is they're actually also just trying to discredit you. So it's not just, uh, it's a form of censorship, but it's also a, a disinformation campaign. And I think what Matt said is really important to understand. I mean, we went from, you go from a situation where we were fighting ISIS recruiting, and then it was Russian disinformation. And now they're in a situation where they're wanting to censor True information, accurate facts, because they're worried that people might behave in ways that they don't want them to. That involves mind reading at a level that is grossly inappropriate. I mean, I I worry even about making this defense because let's remember the First Amendment protects our right to be wrong. Mm -hmm. It protects our right to lie. I mean, it's bizarre to me that we would need to make a defense of the First Amendment and remind people that we have a right to be wrong. And being wrong, as Matt was explaining, is a big part of. Being a human being and having a democracy. So, this is disturbing and chilling, and you're absolutely right to be outraged by it. There needs to be a full truth and reconciliation that I hope everybody would appreciate um, having on this issue. Thunder, 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 get
12: the
4: fuck out of here. Go ahead, Twitch. You can fuck us up. You can fucking say, no, we don't, we don't matter. It's not about us. Blah, blah, blah. That's fine. Do it. We're still going to get our message out and we're still going to say, fuck you every day of the week. Go ahead. Censor us. We're still going to fucking talk. It's not going to fucking change what we do. Period. Yep. If we have a platform, if there's a way for us to get a message out, we will do it. Fuck them. Okay. Fuck him.
9: It's uh
4: Shellenberger, hey, if you know anything about uh yeah, if you know about him, uh, he actually started with the Washington Post. If you know anything about him, the guy has had a nothing but upward stellar career. And then all of a sudden, one day, he up and quit the New York Times the Washington Post. No, he quit. He went from the Washington Washington Post to the New York Times. He quit the New York Times and said, Nope, I'm done. What caused him to leave? He released it in his book. If you read his book, it's actually really fucking badass because he's more savage than us. He walked out in a staff meeting when they were talking about censoring other people and say no we're not going to report that and he said fuck you and walked out of the room and when they went to his office he had already cleared it out and walked out got on him and he left a big note on the door that just said fuck you excellent so he is a true reporter he is he's neither left or right he's actually right in the middle he's more a constitutionalist than me But he definitely believes in the First Amendment. And when he saw journalists, journalists and doctors being fucking edited on fucking Twitter, he lost his shit. He was done. He's like, nope, I can't support this anymore. Hmm. Schellenberger, he seems like a worm. I get it.
9: Um, But I also look at Taibia the same way, even though I trust Taibia even more. But Texas Chad, I think you're thinking of uh, Black is Black and Nazis are Red.
4: Correct. That was the book. Yep. Good luck finding it because I don't think you can. So, I don't think they print it
9: anymore. All right. Um, if you got it. Hey, it, no, there's a heads up. Pack it up. This is the heads
4: up. It lets the whole pack know Blow it's
9: it time. Up. It's time. Spark it up. Smoke it up. It's time to get it. It's time for our Justin tribute. Just in time. Um, I don't know. Uh, don't worry, I'll get the next one. Actually, I think we're going to move on to something else. Otherwise, we're going to not get to something else. So, those were the most important clips. Um, Again. So, I, I want to tell you, uh, I told you guys a little bit last night that we were getting a, a new affiliate that I'd sp- been specifically looking for someone for seeds to plant, you know, because I've been... again, I have been literally busting my ass all day. Like I'm so sore building and planting. I mean, you know, shoveling and it's hard work. Uh, It's no joke. Um, I feel like I lose like five pounds every day. Didn't you make a payment for it? No, because it just came through like right before the show. Okay. In fact, I changed the message on rumble for the featured sponsor because the email came through like after I'd already set up rumble. Um, but uh, I've been using these particular seeds for years. Yes, and
4: forever. Like I haven't seen her use any seeds, others. And I occasionally I mean,
9: I, I I'll pick something else up, but you know. But these are like these are my go-to seeds. And the seeds I'm using right now, that are that have all come up, um, I bought two years ago, and they've been you know they've been sitting in. I have other seeds from them sitting in our ocean boxes, but um, you know I rotate out the oldest ones and plant those. So uh, anyway, it's uh, they're called. Uh, Survival Essentials and it's survival dash essentials.com. Use promo code defiant, save 10% on your order. Um, say that again. So it's survival dash essentials.com. Okay. Use promo code defiant, save 10% on your order. Um they have uh they do have honeydew seeds, wicks. Um I was looking on there today.
4: So so, listen. If you guys are looking for a prepper type seed company that you wanna you wanna build what she's building up in her
9: garden, and all the seeds she uses, and they have different packs. Like they'll have, and you know, it depends on. Of course, it depends on where you are too. So, like when I bought seeds from them um, the first time, and this was really cool, I told them what zone I was in
4: so and they give you a recommendation when I,
9: well when i bought it when i bought a pack especially like onions you know onions some onions grow better up north some onions grow better down south right like short onions grow rock better con- down south raw cotton and content is it, very exactly so you know but they send you hold on good they send you seeds that are specific to your area so i never have to worry about like am i planting the right seeds for for georgia versus north carolina or california or new york um so anyway survival-essentials.com it's fantastic um they've got you know you can do if you're looking for individual things or if you're looking for a pack you know a full garden i mean i've got enough seeds right now i mean i've i have just the seeds i'm working with right now I mean, that garden is almost completely full yeah. and um, I'm I'm not wasting any space in there. Like I'm barely going to be able to walk through there, which is how I want it. Uh, and I'm, then I'm going to start on the second garden. Then I'm going to start on the third one. Um, Cause the badass part is those chickens are fucking cool as shit. They get through anything. They, oh, yeah. I watched, I
4: watched one of them. We have a big pricker bush out here mm-hmm. and one of them was in the middle of it. And I was like, Oh, it's stuck. And so I ran over and it, went right through it darted like right through all the, it didn't get a pricker in it and yep. it was out and i was like damn damn that fucking thing's good yep i was like holy shit that thing moved i was like all right yeah all
9: right chicken i see yeah oh yeah so they've been working on turning the gardens so that's i other, know the no, other that's gardens. the way you do it oh yeah yeah it's great um in fact i i keep my eggshells now i just i keep a ziploc bag and you know we you use probably a half a dozen eggs a day um I get a dozen eggs between the chickens and the ducks. I get a dozen eggs a day. We use about half of that um, between the dogs and us. My our younger one loves omelets. I make a killer omelet. Especially with those duck eggs. I tell you when those <laughs> duck eggs I mix the duck and the chicken eggs because the duck eggs are really rich. But yeah, the, they are phenomenal. It's really good. Um, but I just I put all the eggshells in a bag. And you know, you can you can actually um boil them for T- you know, ten minutes or so to get all the bacteria off, and then you can bake them um for a while and then crush them and grind them into power powder. and you can eat them yourselves as they're really rich in calcium and zinc and all kinds of other stuff. Or you can put them in your feed for your chickens, and that's great, too. Fuck all that. I just take the raw eggshells and I throw them out in the garden. And the chickens eat the shit out of them. Yeah. And it's but it's It's also really good for them, though, because it, gives it an makes extra calcium their shells harder. Makes, exactly. And then I don't have to go out and buy. I mean, I do have a whole, like, 50-pound bag of oyster shells that I throw out in their coop, but then I don't have to go buy another 50-pound bag of oyster shells when they go through that because, you know, they're, they're eating their own eggshells because they are cannibals. Chickens are most definitely cannibals.
4: N- Megan, so anyway. my dear, um, I, I, I just wanted to say this. Um, <laughs> Because I know you're listening, my dear. Well, she will I, first, be listening later. First,
9: she doesn't always listen live, but yeah. First, I
4: love you to death. But this uh gorilla glue, holy shit, girl. That sounds good. Wow. Um I haven't felt high in a very long time. And I was just telling her the other day how
9: like I don't get stoned anymore on the weed we get. And woo. It's good chat. Anyway, it's, it's very good. Anyway, so um, so go pick up your seeds at survival-essentials.com. And uh, here, let me get the next one. It's not this one. Well, I thought you were doing it. Well, I was, but you picked this one, and then you were like, oh, fuck it. Well, no, so. I, I thought you had already gotten no. another one. Uh-uh. Okay. No, no, we were talking. So we're actually going to move on. Either way, survival, this survival dash essentials dot com sur- defiant
4: survival dash dot com. Yep. Promo code defiant. You got it. Normally, all of our promo codes will be defiant except for our first couple because they were the the Patriot Party podcast. Oh, it was just, or, yeah, it's just Patriot because Party. we didn't know what to do for a promo code at first. Yep. And then we thought about it and then we saw the flag on the wall and we were like, yeah, we're just going to make it defiant." Mm-hmm. So fuck it.
9: Um, I will say as far as the eggshells go, um, if you're getting store-bought eggs, you definitely want to boil the eggshells, um, before you give them back bef- to your, boards. before you birds. give them back to your yeah. birds or before you, you know, even, you know, bake them down and put them in powder and, and take it yourself.
4: There's actually two different things you can do, uh, with them. You can boil them if you want. Um, there's also, if you crush up just natural charcoal, if you go get like for the, the green, uh, egg, if you ground up some natural charcoal sprinkle it over it and sift it through it and then wash it off yeah that will do the same same job so it's your choice you can boil it or you can just do that mm-hmm. it works too and you can and that actually
9: helps the birds too the carbon actually helps yeah. the birds charcoal's really good helps their digestive wood, system what ash is really good yes. I'll, I'll mix that in with their feed sometimes they, it's I'm, real yeah. real good for them yep. so um, and they roll in it too it keeps parasites off yes
4: so i uh th- there's a couple different ways you can do it if you don't want to do it that way but if you're getting eggs from the store i would definitely yeah. do that because you have no idea what's sprayed on that yep. you get it
9: from a farmer's market different you're story yeah. you're normally good you get it from a store yeah processed eggs you always want to boil I, I, or, or you don't even, know what they've been sprayed or you with. can even soak them in um chlorine dioxide Water with with chlorine dioxide, that That does
4: it too. Uh, You could do it with silver too. You could do it with, uh, what is it?
9: The uh, Uh,
4: colloidal silver. Colloidal silver. Yeah. And that would kill everything too. Mm -hmm. So you could do that too. So yeah.
9: All right. So here's the third committee meeting going on. This is why I wanted to move on because, you know.
4: We got to get through all three committees.
9: Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And nobody,
4: and I didn't even see it. So I don't blame anybody else for not knowing it because I didn't even know it. So Mm -hmm. not a big deal.
16: On August 22nd, an improvised explosive device, IED, probe took place down the canal running along the perimeter of h This was ISIS or the Taliban performing an IED test run. We reported this to our chain of command. Days later, we received word to be on the lookout for two vehicle-borne IEDs, described as a gold or white Corolla and a green Mazda convertible. Around 2 a.m. on August 26th, Intel guys confirmed the suicide bomber in the vicinity of and nearing Abbey Gate, described as clean-shaven, brown-dressed, black vest, and traveling with an older companion. I asked the Intel guys why he wasn't apprehended sooner since we had a full description. I was told the asset could not be compromised. Throughout the entirety of the day on August 26, 2021, we disseminated the suicide bomber information to ground forces at Abbey Gate. He was spotted somewhere from noon to 1 p.m. by myself, then Sergeant Charles Schilling, and another. The anomaly in the crowd, who was clean-shaven and fit the description exactly, traveling with an older gentleman. The individual was consistently and nervously looking up at our position through the crowd. The older of the two wore a black silky hijab that was covering his face most of the time. They both had obvious mannerisms that go along with who we believed him to be. They handed out small cards to the crowd periodically, and the older man sat calmly and seemingly coached the bomber. Over the communication network, we passed that there was a potential threat and an ID attack imminent. This was as serious as it could get. I requested engagement authority while my team leader was ready on the M110 semi-automatic sniper system. The response? Leadership did not have the engagement authority for us. Do not engage. I requested for the battalion commander, Lieutenant Colonel Brad Whited, to come to the tower to see what we did. While we waited for him, psychological operations individuals came to our tower immediately and confirmed the suspect met the suicide bomber description. He eventually arrived and we showed him our evidence, the photos we had of the two men. We reassured him of the ease of fire on the suicide bomber. Pointedly, we asked him for engagement authority and permission. We asked him if we could shoot. Our battalion commander said, and I quote, I don't know, end quote. Myself and my team leader asked very harshly, well, who does? Because this is your responsibility, sir. He again replied, he did not know, but would find out. We received no update and never got our answer. Eventually, the individual disappeared. To this day, we believe he was a suicide bomber. We made everyone on the ground aware. Operations had briefly halted, but then started again. Plain and simple, we were ignored. Our expertise was disregarded. No one was held accountable for our safety. About 1730, Staff Sergeant Darren Hoover, friend and mentor, came to get me from the tower to go help find an Afghan interpreter in the crowd. We found the interpreter and his brother, born with American passports. They told us five. Told us of five family members still in the canal. I stayed there waiting for the family members standing against a two-foot canal wall. Ten minutes passed. <clears throat> then a flash <clears throat> and a massive wave of pressure. I'm thrown 12 feet onto the ground, but instantly knew what had happened. I opened my eyes to Marines dead or unconscious lying around me. A crowd of hundreds immediately vanished in front of me, and my body was catastrophically wounded with 100 to 150 ball bearings now in it. <clears throat> Almost immediately, we started taking fire from the neighborhood, and I saw how injured I was with my right arm completely shredded and unusable. I saw my lower abdomen soaked in blood. I crawled backwards seven feet, roughly seven feet because I thought I was still in harm's way. My body was overwhelmed from the trauma of the blast. My abdomen had been ripped open. Every inch of my exposed body, except for my face, took ball bearings and shrapnel. I tried to get up but could not. Laying there for a few minutes, I started to lose consciousness. When I heard Chaz, my team leader, screaming my name as he ran to me, his his voice calling to me kept me awake. When he got to me he dragged me to safety and immediately started triaging me tying tourniquets on my limbs and doing anything he could to stop the bleeding and start plugging wounds with the help of the other marines i was awake through most of it screaming moaning and cursing please ask uh, i asked you to please ask me about getting shot at the tower in abbey gate and how no one wanted my report post-blast even ncis and the fbi failed to interview me asked me to elaborate on my ordeal post-blast and asked me about this one little girl and her family that i reunited our military members and veterans deserve our best because that is what we give to america the withdrawal The withdrawal was a catastrophe, in my opinion, and there was an inexcusable lack of accountability and negligence. The 11 Marines, one sailor and one soldier that were murdered that day have not
12: been answered for. Thank you for giving me this opportunity.
4: That's a, that's a tough thing to do right there. Tell you that right now, standing in front of all those people have absolutely no idea who you are and you tell them that story. That's a rough one. I I don't give a shit. You know, when the shot, when you look, um,
3: I told you the
4: the story of the first time I was wounded I was in a vehicle. We were traveling, going back. The vehicle I was in got hit with an RPG. Um, and I told you about my eardrums being blown out, barely fucking hear a goddamn thing. Um, I was completely fucking unconscious sitting next to the vehicle I was driving it. Um, my uniform had burnt down my arms. Um, I was wearing my vest underneath. My top, because we were trying to stay cool, because the vests were green, tops brown, kind of deflected some of the heat. We'd wear it underneath it, so that way it would be a little bit more comfortable. Um, All of my uniform here down was burnt off of me. Um, My belt had melted to my stomach, and um, it, it was real bad.
9: You had 28 pieces of shrapnel in them.
4: I got up,
9: looked around.
4: Um, and that's when when I saw the vehicle on fire, I said, Oh shit, we have AT4. And just as I said AT four, boom, they went off in the back of the vehicle. I got blown over a, a jersey barrier. Now I'm laying on my fucking back. I have absolutely no idea where the fuck I'm at or what, I don't even know what day it is. I couldn't even tell you my noggin had been scrambled so bad at that point. I I think I was like scrambled eggs for the next three days. Of course, couldn't hear a goddamn thing for the next fucking three weeks, so it didn't matter. That's, you know, I remember when I got finally to the point where I got behind that building and I said, this is it. I'm making my last stand. If anything else happens at this point, I'm dead. It's over. And I remember looking down, just taking account of what was wrong with me. And I remember seeing blood all over me. And I remember just seeing this piece of shrapnel sticking out of my chest. I can only imagine what that guy thought. He had fucking ball bearings went through his body. His fucking abdomen was ripped open. His arm was fucking shredded. I can only imagine looking down at that mess going, Saying the same thing I said that day. Fuck, Looking I'm down saying, fuck it. it, it, it it's, if that's that far in my chest, I, I'm dead. I just don't feel it yet. It's shock.
9: I get it. Thankfully, that piece of shrapnel actually hit his vest. I got the vest. About I got the plate. Eighth of an inch from the side The of medics
4: it. gave me the plate because they were like, dude, you were the luckiest mu- motherfucker out there. And a good friend of, good friend of mine that day. He was killed in Afghanistan of course. Dragged me back to the fucking vehicle. That's uh that's a tough story to tell. And that's a tough story to tell.
9: But but the, I, the end of the wow. story is difficult to listen to, but the beginning of the story is what really fucking pisses me off. Because when do you get To a point where you have confirmed a suicide bomber in your sights, and you ask your battalion commander, sir, can I take the shot? And he says, I don't know.
12: I've
4: had that happen.
9: How does that happen? I don't know. Who the fuck does know? It's his responsibility.
4: He it always happens under a liberal president. I'll tell you that right now, because every time when every time. All right. I sure Listen, besides stop, the, hold on. stop, stop, Besides
9: stop. the loss of his limb and his abdomen being ripped over, ripped open, the guilt he must feel. You know that he feels every single one of those 13 lives on his soul. You know, he feels responsible because he could have saved them. If he had just taken the shot. And it's not on him. Don't get me wrong. But survivor guilt, and I've told you this before, survivor guilt, whether or not it's on you, is a real thing. Listen. First of all, you... Um,
4: you speak of some of what you know. Yeah. But... I understand exactly where this guy's coming from. I've been in the same position many a time before. I am sorry. I have watched 21 years of service. I watched, I started in a liberal president, went to a Republican president. I ended in a liberal president. Okay. I, I saw the swing, I saw what the military was capable of under the Republicans. Compared to what we were capable under a liberal and what
9: we befell to under a liberal. Well, they're all warmongers. It's just the, the, no, no, no like because cover it up more.
4: It was really cool because I started my first, if you think about it, my first 10 years in service, we were at peace the whole time when I was there.
9: No, you, no, you weren't because you graduated from high school 95. in 95. And six, seven, eight, nine. It wasn't until two thousand one. That's oh, not
4: ten years. Right. So that's six, six years. years. So my first six years in service yeah. was complete peacetime. Yeah. Then all of a sudden we shifted to war. Yeah. I watched what happened, the way everything turned. Because we also had a
9: Republican president. Oh, the war machine geared up real Holy quick. In the hurry because it was. Money well, because everywhere. it was already. Des- it was designed to do that. Exactly. Because the whole fucking thing was planned because they needed from, a
4: war from the beginning. And that pushed us to where we're at we today. Can't,
9: we can't be at peace for too long. The military industrial complex loses their shit.
4: Well, because they, they don't money. have any money. They lose money.
9: Exactly. They That's need why. their money. They need their money coming in. Follow the money every time
4: what i've said since the beginning follow the money it's always it's always with the money you never go anywhere without the money nobody does think about it think about your programming if you don't believe me think about your programming why i'll show you why i'll tell you why because our programming is so good that You never leave home without it. Mm. You never leave home without it. Think about it. That is programmed into us. It's in the fucking commercials. You never leave home without it. Don't leave home without it. Your American Express card. Don't leave home without it. Yeah, don't leave home without it. You don't do it. It, It's in our, it's, it's not a problem. It's, I'm not saying that you all are wrong or something else. I'm, I'm literally just saying.
9: Gotta get those sky miles. We're all programmed for it. We've been programmed from the, from the moment we were born. So my, no, no, we're probably most of us that listen. Are now deprogrammed. No,
4: no, no, most of us. Most of the people that listen to us, well, the majority share of our listeners, age group wise, is our age group within our generation, which means they're within the last generation to not be programmed. However, we have gone through an era of subliminal messaging. That subliminal messaging has been done in the way of advertisements, for instance, don't leave home without it
9: you don't think we were programmed growing up in the 80s no no no
4: no we weren't we were the first one challenger nope
9: princess diana
4: nope nope Nope. Nope.
9: all the commercials no saturday morning cartoons
4: that's because you're in the next i told you you were in the next generation because (laughs) yeah i i told you that you were like, no, we're not. Okay. We're in the same one. I no, was like, no, because, we're not. Because are, what
9: What generation is your dad? Because he didn't fight in World War II. He's a boomer. A boomer can't have a boomer. That's not how that works.
4: Why not? Because if it's within the same... No,
9: gen- generationally, it, it varies.
4: How? Yeah, you can vary it by as of nine months. For instance, you can be so what we're, you're telling we're me we're
9: literally two years apart we, we're not in different generations you're telling me i mean in 86 70, when the challenger blew up no 77
4: 76 was the change
9: yeah well you're born in 76 yeah so i'm
4: on that no, side
9: 72 actually i've heard see was I the don't change. Know. how How do we know exactly who makes these rules exactly fuck them whatever anyway play some Stephonic because she got a little pissy I,
4: I just, I, I think it's funny because we've been programmed for this or we, no, well, let me finish what I'm saying because you interrupted. I do that. No, we were the first generation to endorse subliminal messaging. And that subliminal messaging is some of us woke up from it. Actually, everybody that is in that age group that listens to us,
12: mm-hmm.
4: you are the ones that woke up from it. It's all your family and your friends, like the ones like me, who have the big problem with the family. They don't want to listen to anything I have to say about this. Because when I talk about this, oh, you're you're just a conspiracy theorist because they, too, have been given into the subliminal messaging. However. They haven't been programmed like the younger generations like the younger generations, like my kids, we've fought it. If anything, my kids have seen two parents that fought the programming because they've literally moved
9: schools more than we've ever moved in our whole entire life. Considering we've stayed in the same place, they moved schools a lot. Yeah. Because I just, I wasn't putting up with the bullshit. I,
4: I, I'm i not bullshitting you.
9: Yeah. I, we're, I was like, nope, we're not staying here. Nope. Yeah. Not staying here. So- It is, uh, I'm just saying,
4: there's programming out there. There are generations that have been programmed. There are generations that were induced to subliminal messaging. And there are generations that were not even programmed. They just kind of, I don't know what they did. See, my question is, if there was no programming back in the 50s, how did all of those people get latched on
9: Of course there was programming back in the 50s. When did radios come out?
4: Oh, that's right. It was 21. Mm -hmm. True. Good point. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
9: Yeah. And before that, newspapers. And before that. Yeah, but newspapers are harder.
4: Because newspapers require you to know how to read. And back then, at that point, it was a very small population of the
9: music. Yes,
4: that's one way, but. It, it's not as easy because it's hard to control that you want to go with the in thing hard yeah. to control that mm. very difficult trust me that's uh one of uh even uh what's his name um Goebbels, Goebbels will tell you yeah, that was one of the things it's the hardest nut to crack but they tried it oh he did and, and they absolutely perfected
9: right. it now well to an anyway, extent yeah
4: i would agree to an extent But we'll listen to old Miss Stefanik here. Mm -hmm. She she is a miss. I don't think anything married that yet, right?
8: Maybe? I don't know.
11: Lastly, did you sign off on the Mar-a-Lago raid?
5: Uh, Well, first off, it was not a raid. It was an execution of a search warrant. Did
11: you sign off on the execution of the search warrant?
5: May I finish? Second, I don't sign off on individual search warrants in that case or in any other.
11: Did Attorney General Merrick Garland sign off to your awareness?
5: I can't speak to the Attorney General.
11: Was there dissent at senior levels of the FBI about the conducting of the of the search warrant? I,
5: I can't speak to inter- internal discussions among the FBI or among the FBI and the Department of Justice. Even though
11: it's been reported in the Washington Post?
5: There are lots Multiple. of things reported in the media. I know, leaked times, from
11: your agency. Leaked yeah. from your agency yeah. frequently. It's reported in the and Washington Post. It may or may Post. not
8: be accurate.
11: It may or may not be accurate. With that, I yield may or
9: may not be accurate i like that oh uh, anyway wait, you know what there was actually there was a fourth committee hearing hold on. there wasn't can, just three can, can you hold on please? Yeah. thank you go for it thank you go now. For it. okay now. now there was a fourth committee hearing what on ohio where here you go uh, Right there? Um, Yeah, but there's one in particular. So then this guy. Oh, no, this. uh, He was testifying as, here we go, that's what I want. Okay. Um, The CEO of Norfolk Southern was testifying as there was another train derailment going on in Alabama. But that's not what I want to play. I want to play J.D. Vance's testimony real quick.
4: There's also another one that happened today in Ohio.
9: No, that was yesterday. No, there was another one
4: today in Ohio. Ohio. (laughs) Ohio. Guess where it happened. Where? You remember the video I sent you? I got confirmation on three things today that blew my mind. Oh, yeah? All right. 301 got back to me. Mm -hmm. He said, because I sent him that video too. The video Mm -hmm. that I sent you like three days ago, there was a guy and he's sitting there. It was was on Instagram. Yeah, He took a picture or he started a video and I don't know where he sent it, but it's on Instagram and it starts at train tracks. And in the train tracks, there's a derailleur. Okay. A derailleur is a device that sits on the edge of a, so if you think about the track, right, you got two bars going, straight down oh, and you've got on. wheels on either what, side
9: what was that movie with the the out of control train with um denzel washington and the other kid it was based on a true story about yeah uh, chris deraille- pine chris pine right yep. you know what movie i'm talking about yeah they um, use a derailleur in yes. the movie to it try and get it off through it
4: Christ. because it's going yeah. too fast exactly but th- what the, the idea of the derailleur is is what it does is it shapes the track so that it pushes the wheel up into the side so that the wheel folds When the wheel folds, it causes the train to pop the track and derail and it will snap it right there. It's normally a pretty
9: clean break depending on the speed of the train. So if your train's out of control, they use a derailleur to pop it off the track so that it doesn't, you know, derail in a more populated area.
4: Exactly. So it derails at a safe spot instead of somewhere where there's a bunch of unstoppable. Thank Thank you very much, Mighty Patriot. So that he took a picture of it and they're very visible. So listen, folks, when you put a derailleur on the tracks, they're either bright, bright red or bright, bright pink. Yellow. No, they're pink. Okay. There's a reason they're pink or red. They're either pink or red. And uh, red, if they're red, they're a high derailment, which means uh-huh. you have a pitched wheel or you have a big wheel, which causes it to snap sideways, directly sideways. If you're, uh, If it's red, if it's red, you're a, um, a small wheel. You mean it's pink and or pink. You're an in cut wheel, or what they call okay. an in cut wheel with an extra wheel on the outside that keeps it on the tracks, so it pops both sides and actually picks it up at a forty five okay. degree so anyways, angle. So, get to the point. so anyway, he takes this video, he scans from there all the way back, and it's right by a water treatment facility. Of course, it is. This derailment happened uh, right there, essentially. That by, was the one in Springfield. Yes. It was all put together right there. And he had just taken his video, like, not even seven days ago. Wonder if that derailleur was still on the tracks. Probably. Because somebody, you know, he was asking, he's like, why is there a derailleur on the main line? It's not on the secondary line. There's a secondary line that goes around it. On the main line, there's a derailleur.
9: So you got confirmation from...
4: 301 on that. He said all of that shit is all the same thing that they're talking about. And all of this shit right now is what they're asking questions about. And guess who's next on the hot seat next week? judge. Hmm. Excellent. He's being called in front of Congress. What did you know? When did you know it? What do you know now?
9: Mm, okay. Well, let's play
4: this. Because all of this shit is connected. Yeah. And it's going to be real interesting when we find a derailer out there and the pieces Someone made a Palestine. point today that
9: these things are happening in clusters. like. Yeah. All the food facilities burnt down and then all the train derailments. That's and, my point. You know, the we're chemical under, spills and under attack. And, you know, the uh, what's next? The power grid? Are we not? Yeah. Well, they kind we're of tested. Grid. They tested Exactly. Power grid. That's what I mean. The power grid's probably they. Think next. about what,
4: new, North, what happened in North Carolina. Exactly. Actually, no, I think they're going to go one more. I think mm-hmm. they're going to do one before that. What's that? I think they're going to hit the internet first. They're gonna shut the internet down because there's no way that there'd be any think about what's tied to internet now.
9: Everything is your phone, your TV, your, your money, internet, your money. How if there's no internet, you can't use your credit card. Bingo. Think about what's you, tied to the how internet. How many?
4: How many of you have cash? They're gonna shut the internet down first. Mm-hmm. Probably. Because the one, the few people that can still get internet because they have the ability to do satellite, satellite. or something. Mm-hmm those ones are going to be the ones reporting the chaos back okay. overseas.
9: I need them to wait 60 days so that my food grows and we can have stuff to eat and we don't have to go to the grocery store. Okay.
4: Well, we have okay. stuff to eat, so don't worry about it because I got guns. Well, that's true too. So I'm going to get food either way. And we do have a whole pond full of fish. I'm just saying. Okay. And I know you all know the same thing. So
9: if the gator has to go do them all, it,
4: you know what I'm talking we
9: about. i kill
4: the gator too. I give a shit. I'll smoke a gator at
9: that mm-hmm. point.
8: I want to start by acknowledging the people of East Palestine and Anne at the Ohio EPA has done a great job on this tragedy and just say that I think that our leadership, our media and our politicians were slow to respond to this crisis in part because a certain segment of our leadership feels like the people of East Palestine are a little out of style. They have the wrong politics, they're a little too rural, maybe a little too white. And I want to thank Senator Capito and, 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 and Senator Carper, the chairman and ranking member, and all of you for paying attention to this, for caring about this issue, and for showing leadership on it. I think the most important message to the people of East Palestine is that we will not forget about them in the months and years to come, and I think this committee hearing reinforces that message. So it's very personally meaningful for, for me to be here. Um, I want to I want to also talk about something that, that hasn't gotten enough attention, but I think is an important part of what's going on on the ground right now in East Palestine, which is the cleanup of the toxic chemicals that are in the ground. And they're still in the ground. Now, two weeks ago, I would have told you and I said very publicly that I was frustrated with Norfolk Southern from Alan Shaw on down for the refusal to dig up the railroad tracks and dig out the toxic chemicals, which is their responsibility to do. I am happy to report that it appears that Norfolk Southern has finally started to do the cleanup in earnest, but now the EPA is making it harder to get the materials out of Ohio in the first place into properly licensed facilities. Right now, as we speak, there are piles of dirt accumulating in East Palestine, piles of dirt filled with toxic chemicals that haven't been moved out of the state in a week. What happens if it rains? What happens if the very toxic dirt that we just dug out of the ground begins to seep back into the ground, causing problems for the air and water for the residents of East Palestine. We need leadership. We need the EPA to get on the ground and aggressively get this stuff out of East Palestine into properly licensed facilities. It's maybe the most important and most pressing thing that's confronting the community of East Palestine today. And again, I thank Anne for her leadership on that particular issue. After the cleanup, we're focused on the cleanup now, justifiably so, but after the cleanup, we need to turn to how to prevent this from happening or at least how to make it less likely. I'm a realist. I recognize that you're always gonna have accidents, but I think that we can make them less likely. And I think importantly, we can give our first responders proper notice when they're responding to these derailments when they happen. It is ridiculous that firefighters and local officials don't know that hazardous chemicals are on their are, are in their community, coming through their community, and in East Palestine, you had a community of largely volunteer firefighters responding to a terrible crisis: toxic, burning chemicals without knowing what was on them. It's one of the things that the legislation that Senator Brown, Senator Casey, and Senator Fetterman and I have worked on together. And I thank them for their their, their work on on that issue. I want to talk just. I, I want to leave leave the committee with just a couple of, of additional thoughts here. Um, I'm a Republican. I'm a pretty conservative Republican, um, and I worry that there has been a movement in my party and in my movement in response to the legislation that I proposed that would not hold Norfolk Southern or the rail industry accountable. I want to be explicit about that. Now, I'm not talking about returning, and this bill is not returning to the days of rate rate setting, the 1980s level air or airline and trail, rail deregulation, I think in a lot of ways was good for consumers and good for the industry. But that doesn't mean we cannot have reasonable public safety enhancements in response to what happened in East Palestine. Now, I've talked to a number of my Republican colleagues, and nearly everybody has dealt in complete good faith, whether they like the bill or have some concerns about it, and these comments are not directed at them. Who they are directed at is a particular slice of people who seem to think that any public safety enhancements for the rail industry is somehow a violation of the free market. Well, if you look at this industry and what's happened in the last 30 years, that argument is a farce. This is an industry that enjoys special subsidies that almost no industry enjoys this is a, an industry that is, enjoys special legal carve- outs that almost no industry enjoys this is an industry that just three months ago had the federal government come in and save them from a labor dispute it was effectively a bailout and now they're claiming before the Senate and the house that our reasonable regulation our reasonable legislation is somehow a violation of the free market well pot meet the kettle because that doesn't make an ounce of sense you cannot claim special government privileges. You cannot ask the government to bail you out and then resist basic public safety. Now, let me just say this. You've heard a lot of talk from my fellow Republicans, and I think that talk is very justified that we are the party of working people in this country. There's been a big political realignment in this country over the last 30 years, a political realignment that, frankly, I benefited from. We are the party of firefighters, of police officers, of the people who go to work, pay their taxes, fight our country's wars, and keep our communities safe. We are proud of that, and we should be proud of that on the Republican Party. But now we are faced with a choice. With this legislation and how we respond to this crisis, do we do the bidding of a massive industry that is in bed with big government or do we do the bidding of the people who elected us to the Senate and to the Congress in the first place? I believe that we are the party of working people, but it's time to be the party of working people. We have a choice. Are we for big business and big government or are we for the people of East Palestine? It's a time for choosing. Let's make the right one.
9: Time for choosing. Let's make the right one. You, you,
4: I, I was listening to that. And, uh, I mean, I would hope so. I, I, I wonder.
9: How How I mean, is he I, working with Fetterman on this bill when Fetterman's been in uh, Walter Reed for a hot minute?
4: The, the, there's a question there, but um, I wonder if we have time for one more.
9: You, you think he's been paid off? J.D. Vance? Yeah. Because uh, he sounds... He's an author. That's why he sounds like that. Yeah, but he... Uh, I don't know, man.
4: Again, Pat, the hell is always paid, paid good good intentions. Well, that's true. So I asked the question again. Do you think he's paid off?
9: Okay. Um,
4: no, we don't really have time. Your alarm's going off.
9: Yeah, it's two minutes. Um, Let's do some humor. All right. Well, how about... How about this? It's not really humor, but it's. Oh
4: no! Yeah, that's a good story. Okay, it, I do want to
9: say though, I do want to call a win. Remember what I said last night about the the Americans that two got that got yes. killed and and I called into question why they were down there. Yes. Yeah. Well, now it's come out that um two of them were heavily uh, were previously charged with cocaine or I'm sorry heroin dealing. Oh, and that particular so they were down there to, that particular they were area is uh, known, known for, for heroin. Drug yes, exactly. So. All right. uh, I win. They were down there doing a drug deal and it went bad. There you go. So good call. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Hey. That that raised me right off the bat. I was like, Thunder. Thunder. Thunder kids Thunder. get the fuck out of oh! here. Oh! <laughs> now, now the mainstream narrative has changed from they were down there to get medication to they were down there for a cheap tummy tuck. Ah. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah. yeah it will no, be a news job tomorrow. It's bull. So. It's it's bullshit. They were down there fucking uh, for a drug deal. I got you. Anyway, uh Tom McDonald's um come came out <sighs> to talk about how he got canceled real quick. So
14: All right, I've wanted to tell you guys this story for a minute, but right now I'm going to tell you the most dumbest bullshit <laughs> story about how I got canceled in Canada. You guys remember not too long ago when my song Ghost was on the radio? You ever wonder why I stopped talking about it? I won the biggest opportunity in Canadian radio. I was chosen as the one to watch in February, which means that my song Ghost was about to hit high rotation on Canada's biggest radio stations across the country, KISS FM. Um, Rogers Sports and Media owns KISS FM. That's gonna be important later. One day after the song hits the radio, I get this email. Sadly, Rogers are pulling one to watch as they've discovered in comments that don't align with their values i'm sorry what hey rogers is this justin trudeau live on air at kiss fm we're, we're all lucky to be serving this country at this time prime minister justin trudeau we know pretty sure it is rogers just bear with me here you're canceling me from your radio station for insensitive comments but you want justin trudeau on your radio show multiple times justin trudeau did blackface you idiots all
4: right right, yes yes i saw right. that earlier Good, good good story though mm-hmm. liked it okay. either way uh
9: tw- we will not be here tomorrow
4: no no' nope. we, won't. we um, won't be back until Monday well
9: oh you're doing Saturday I'll, I'll be here Saturday morning cool. 10 a.m for freedom Gardens with Heather we're going to talk about mental health um and then we'll be back on Monday All right. yep so,
4: and yeah, because uh, we got a really uh, busy, busy, week busy, 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 Yep. yep. So either way uh, you can uh, check us out um, Monday yep. or well, Saturday for her Monday yep. for the regular show, five forty-five, and always check out Leanna. Leanna going to be on, I know tomorrow and Friday cause tomorrow uh, is Friday. Or tomorrow is Friday. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I know she'll be on tomorrow because I'll be listening, um, up until the greening, and then I'll be busy. But mm-hmm. either way, um you can check her out there and then we'll
9: be at back. Pell.net.
4: Yep, net, and you can check us out back at 6 p.m. Yep. Uh, the show will start on Monday evening. Uh till then. Enjoy your weekend, fuckers mm-hmm. and uh, family and have a great weekend. And uh, we're going to try and have a festive one. We'll get a lot of pictures. A lot of video. Um, I'll be in a kilt tomorrow. It'll be great. For pretty much the whole day. So it'll great be fun. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
9: So either way, uh, we'll see you then. Um, yes, Liana, we are doing a show on Wednesday and Thursday of next week. And you'll be here too.
4: Yeah, so uh, we'll have to
9: fit a third seat, and a third microphone in here somewhere. Yeah, we'll make it work.
4: We're going to have to find a microphone somewhere because I don't remember what we did with our extra ones.
9: Oh, they're somewhere. I've got to clear out the studio anyway to set up the bed, so we'll find it. True. Yep. So we'll find it then.
4: Yep. So either way, uh, we'll see you then, fuckers. Yep. Y'all have a great night. Uh, Till then, for the Mick. And V Have a great night, fuckers. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for watching. Good night.
1: I'm a